Greetings and salutations one and all, and thank you for coming back to listen to more of the deranged rantings and sex jokes under the guise of an entertainment podcast that we call Talk Until the Joy Is Gone. My name is Rooney, and I find myself in a state of constant disbelief that we haven't somehow managed to get ourselves hashtag cancelled yet. Hmm. And here with me, aspirating germs at the moment, <coughs> is the man who will likely one day be responsible for that cancelling. Sick no. I'm sorry, I mean Reggie. <laughs> Got to remember to shout because I'm wearing a mask. <laughs> and I don't want to make Rooney ill. He's a, he's a. I'll push the mic a little bit yeah, further over that way. Just sit here and just just, scream into the mic. I mean, now when you do that, you're at the levels I am ordinarily when I'm talking. <laughs> so yes, once again, Reggie is a germ bag. Uh, Not me this time yet. I, I can't even blame you. No, nope. I, I really wish I could, but I can't. <laughs> Someone at work got me ill. I don't know. It's either someone... At first... At first, I thought it was my niece. That's right. Yes, you did say that you thought it was Because we had that. a nice day out on Sunday. And I spent a lot of time doting on my niece. And then I found out. So I got here Wednesday, Thursday. My brother texted and was like... <laughs> um, said my niece and his partner have both tested positive for COVID. And I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. So that's what it is. I wondered how I got ill. And now I know I've got COVID. And then work, we're like, you need to go and have a COVID test on Friday, <laughs> on day three. So I went on Friday, haven't got COVID. Just got fucking, just... Just of, generic exactly germs. Exactly the same illness I had in October. I feel exactly the same. And that lasted for three weeks. Yeah, it could be a good three weeks. You mm. clear up in time for Christmas. Oh, yeah, you clear up just in time for us to go into a fucking lockdown. <laughs> oh, mind, it's my birthday on Saturday. My birthday went from... Boys trip to Amsterdam, to you and me going to Amsterdam, to me going to Amsterdam, to you and me going out on the piss, to me probably just sitting in my house. Sitting at home feeling sorry for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Happy fault with <you>, idiot. <laughs> I mean, we did say that, you know, you should have been planning something before now. I was. I was just I was waiting to go permanent, so I knew I could afford the money. <laughs> And now it's like even the government are just like, you ain't travelling anywhere. You ain't going anywhere, mate. Because we're a little plague island and no one wants to let us in anymore. Which is understandable. Oh, my God, what are you doing? I just spilled coffee all over what looks like a hard drive. It's dead. It's a, it's a power supply and it's a dead one. Okay. It's under the chair with the other bits of rubbish that I haven't got around to throwing out yet from okay. the stream at the weekend. So the worst... Uh... The worst that will happen is it will stain the carpet, but that rug is fucked up anyway which is why it's been relegated to the studio <laughs> the worst that's going to happen is I'm going to have less coffee yeah and fall asleep and fall asleep yeah. which you know given given your current disposition but I'm here you are here this is true I'm here Eight, week 82 without missing that episode week 80 fucking two. I, <laughs> I thought that the other day when I was setting up the folder for this week I was like 80 fucking 2 consecutive episodes I'm missing a week I cannot wait for the marinade just to have a week off yeah <laughs> saying no I, I'm only saying that because I'm in a bad mood because I'm ill oh god no I'm really looking forward to that a the week where I don't conspired to make me <laughs> mad today <laughs> before I even got here but um, yeah I probably, to be honest I, I'm off all that time so I probably just be like I really wish I could podcast. Yeah, you'll just be bored. I really wish we could podcast. I'm off that time, but I'll be talking that I don't have longer off. Yeah. Although I did the maths today, and it's actually longer than a week because of the carried over bank holiday. Yeah. So, I'm not 
too grumpy. I think I'm off for four days, then I go back for Christmas Eve. <laughs> and then, obviously, you get the two days for Christmas, Christmas Day and Boxing Day, and then yeah. the two bank holidays after that. Yeah. Then I'm off, and I don't go back till January. So. Yeah, I don't think I go back till January either. And we don't come back till January, which is awesome. Yeah, that's going to be good. Yeah, yeah, an actual week where we, we won't be recording something. No. I, I mean, I don't know what people like Warren are going to do. I don't know how he's like, get through work. He, what was it? He was moaning the other day, like our episode. He couldn't listen to the episode because he hadn't seen the film. Oh yeah, because then he had, yeah. And we told him don't listen to the episode two heard film, and it completely screwed up his day. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's times like that that I actually it feels. I've got a lot of hope for this podcast. I've, <laughs> I gem, I've listened to a lot of podcasts, maybe not this episode, but the majority of episodes I think are up there with some of the best. Bearing in mind, we do it in your spare room. We do it in a spare room. Like this, you know what I mean? <laughs> with no help, no financial backing, no nothing. It's and this is this is with Reggie, just to, to you know, spoilers here, or peek behind the curtain, sorry. Reggie is wedged in between my proton pack, a half-built yeah. space marine, yeah. and a 3D printer. <laughs> you know, he can't stretch his arms out without knocking something flying. There's absolutely nowhere to put anything. <laughs> I've fallen on the floor. There's As we just discovered. Yeah. <laughs> And I still think we're up there with some of the best podcasts. Um, P.S. Fuck Joe Rogan. Um, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with it. <laughs> you have hope for the podcast. I said not this week, right? You did say, I, yeah, yeah I, not I, this week. You I did already see. exclude I this week. I have hope, but when I hear things like that, when people are like, I'd pay for that every month. Or someone's like, you've ruined my day because I can't. I can't listen. listen. I'm so, That's when I suddenly get all kind of like, Feel something irresponsible. It it, it boggles <laughs> my mind that that anybody would make something we've produced a part of their daily routine. Yeah, or would part with cash for it unless they were doing us a favour. Yeah, but back in the band days, we couldn't give away our demos. <laughs> that is true. That is very fucking true. And now people are like, no, I'd pay for that. I'll pay for that. I mean, I just it. Kind what of, a time to be alive. Kind of makes you feel respon- like responsible, right? Now all of a sudden I feel responsible. Because it used to just be like, oh, just do it for us. Just doing it. Just for shits and giggles. Now people are like, no. Like, I depend on this every week. Yeah, I subscribe to this. I've I want su- to listen to your yeah. bullshit. And we're like... I'm suddenly like, shit, now I feel responsible. Oh, fuck. Now we have to do an, at least a six or a seven out of ten episode every week. Every week. <laughs> what have we... We've made our bed, it's time to lie. Uh, yeah, apparently so. Rods for our own backs. Talking about bed. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. How I wish I was in it. You spent 24 hours playing video games and not going to bed, didn't you? I did. I, I actually... How I think you recovered already? I don't think I have. I was going to say, I would still be like, just in a worse state than I am now. Um, Sorry. <laughs> It travels right way through the floor, up the bookcase, and through the microphone, which the microphone is looking a bit wobbly there, so don't touch it. It's just keeping tempo, it's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I, it, I think it worked out. According to... I got a notification from Twitch today. My stream actually ran for like 26 hours or something. 26 hours? Did you have it on before you started? Uh, no. Part of that was afterwards because I was so fucking tired. I switched over to the end, my end credits scene on the stream, yeah. but I didn't actually hit stop. Oh, it was okay. only because a friend of mine on the Lunar Arcade were like, uh, can someone tell Rooney that although he's not on, the stream's still running and Amy had to come in and do it because I was passed out by yeah, that point. I'm not surprised. But yeah, I spent tw- just over 24 hours sat in this chair 
at this machine, dressed pretty like much. A pirate. Dressed like a pirate. Yeah. I had to make sure it was a comfortable pirate Why costume. Why were you the only one with the video on? What's, um, what's that with Neon, eh? He's not vain like I am. He's a bit more like me. Yeah, he's, he's a bit he's, more like, I'll do it, but I ain't kind on camera. It took him a long time to, to actually do the, the streaming, and his argument's always been, well, it's the game, you know. Okay, I'll talk, but he said, that that's it. Um, uh, but we decided when we got to, I can't remember what the what it was, it was 300? I think we decided once we get to 300 pounds raised, because it was obviously for charity, um, the reward for that would be that he would put his webcam on. And he did. I never saw him. No, he did He did it. He only had it on for periods. He was also doing a thing where every six hours, yeah, every six, once every six hours, he bought a bunch of the, the giant Kinder Eggs. Oh, yeah. And he was opening one of those and assembling it sort of thing so we could see it just, just to break the, break the monotony and do something different. I kept trying to figure out what he looked like in case I ever need to take him out. <laughs> in case you ever ditch him. Ditch touch for, for streaming. <laughs> now I'm going to take him out, so you know. Bizarrely, he has listened to a couple of our episodes now. Really, and he's still friends with you. Yeah, after after I invited him, obviously to to we're inviting him on for a future episode. Yeah. Spoiler alert, there, guys. I'm not telling you what, but uh, we've invited him to to join us remotely. <laughs> it's, it's the best topic. It's the best topic <laughs> for someone with. With his, his unique affliction, affliction. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like the most cunty thing anybody could do. It's like, come on our podcast, but we're doing this. It's not bullying if he agrees to it. Yeah. And he agreed to it, so uh, it's not bullying if it's for entertainment. It's for content. Um, I love it, because <laughs> you were like, I'm thinking of asking these people, but like, you know, can you behave? And I was just like, I can behave. I can be nice to your friends, don't worry. <laughs> and then you go and do that. <laughs> It's like Reggie will behave, but I won't. I won't. I'm under no, yeah, I, I'm under no restrictions. Yeah. He knows what I'm like. He spent enough time uh, hanging out with me in the past, so, and then he spent like just over twenty four fucking hours hanging out with mostly just me. I was going to say, <laughs> like, I logged on quite early, so probably like in the first ten fifteen minutes. Yeah, and then I got bored because there was like never no jokes, no nothing. I was like expected you to like be I half expected it to be you playing the game and kind of podcasting at the same time and like making jokes and being entertaining but you weren't you were just talking about what you were doing in the game so I got bored <laughs> so I logged it's, off it's aimed more at gamers who want to watch that because we I, were talking about the game and then I came back when you were playing Valheim because I wanted to see what this game looked like no fucking game on the screen for about 10 minutes I sat there watching a blank a blank screen so I gave up again and I came oh yeah I think that was when I was um, I was downstairs making tea and stretching my I legs I can I can still hear you talking really? yeah it's just I couldn't see the game and oh. I came back near the end to see what kind of state you were in oh mate did you which, which you bit didn't of that look too bad to which bit of that did you get the bit where I was just on autopilot or the bit where we were basically pissed um, I think I got in a bit where you were just like, it's all falling apart now. Yeah. It's all going, oh my God, what are you doing with the Kinder Egg? Uh, it was just delirious. Yeah, it was, we got we got to a point about, uh, Warren actually was there, he was the last person to log off. Oh really? Because uh, he was in the stream for bloody hours. Um, and we were, he was at work and he was one of the last people to log off at night and basically like the first one to be back on the fall. It was so ridiculous, like quarter past seven or something. Yeah. Uh, he was back on the stream. He was like, come check out your archives. Um, 
and we must never, ever, ever upset Warren. He's, 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 <laughs> he's, like, a, he's, he's like a ride or die. He's right? a fucking machine. He he really is. Is. He's like a ride or die. It's like I'm so invested in Rooney. I'm gonna. <laughs> I am just gonna follow anything he does. And as someone that's you know riding your coattails, I, I, I don't ever want to upset him. And he can ride a uni- uh, unicycle as well. Can he? He's pretty good at it. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I'll make sure we use that one day. We got to from about. Oh, nine o'clock from about yeah. nine a.m. There was a good couple of hours. We'd we'd already been discussing it and said it's like when we were playing Valheim for the latter part. We were really struggling to figure because you have to figure out what upgrades you need in what order and what supplies you need for it, and it doesn't tell you. And although we've done it before, our brains at this point we were we were like fucking fifteen hours in or something, yeah. um, and we were really struggling. And we were saying how it's like the early stages of being drunk, yeah. where you've got that buzz. But you're also, at this point, we're all getting a little bit lethargic. But from about 8, 9 o'clock the following morning, yeah. up until probably half 10, 11 o'clock, it was just like we were, we were hammered. It was a shit show. <laughs> it was a total fucking shit show because we were just... He kept falling asleep. Oh, really? Like micro naps. Yeah. He'd just go quiet for about 30 seconds to a minute and you'd see his character on screen just running into a wall. For 30 seconds, just running in on the spot or, or just like standing there not doing something. And you'd be like, we're, we're under attack. You're going to... And he'd go, oh, yeah, shit, sorry. And he was just basically oh like God. blacking out. <laughs> but yeah, we, we survived it and we raised £500. Oh, yeah, it was 475 last time I looked. Yeah, the... the if that, I hadn't already donated twice, I was tempted to donate. Just, just giving... Just hit the 500 mark. Just giving... Um, I've done something. I need to check it out today and confirm exactly what's gone on but we were sat at 480 okay. from about 11 p.m until about 8 a.m okay um and we, we'd already said if we get to 500 i will eat <laughs> Rooney will strip <laughs> that was mentioned but yeah. we declined to do that because Rooney um, will show you his vast sex toys. twitch we would not have approved yeah. but it was like amy brought up this selection of pardon me you know the the roulette um spinny thing with jelly beans that taste oh, of yeah, various yeah. different things and chilli chocolates and super sour things and somebody said something about you eating chilli chocolates yeah. and I was just like motherfucker I want eat chilli chocolates well that was what I said we said right if we get to 500 yeah. oh okay you I will yeah I will let chat decide which one of this selection which Amy handed over to me with glee to make money when it's going in your pocket you really care about these, these straight dogs don't I you? do that's the whole reason I did it I was going to say. <laughs> um, and we got to... He was sat there and Aurora was like, oh, he's still at 480. I was like, yeah, yeah, we're still sat there. And he was like, well, you know, if I were to donate the extra £20, then I would get... We were like, yes, you would get to choose. Of course, the big decision would be, do you save that suffering yourself while you're the only one here or wait until other people come on? Anyway, he did give us the the additional 20 And I was like, oh, my God, bro, £500! Um, and then he was like, yeah, I had to do it. And I was like, okay, well, what do you want to eat? He said, right, in that case, I choose a cup of tea. I was like, what? It was like, no, seriously, it's like, I have no desire to see you guys suffer any more than you already are. He was like, you guys are a mess. <laughs> but then, for some reason, about an hour later, it dropped down from 500 to 475, yeah. where it sat until the end of the stream. So I need to dig in and find out yeah, what Just I'm Giving just, are doing. Someone was just like, oh, the fuck is not in the chocolate. The fuck is not in the chocolate. I'm taking back my 25 yeah. pounds. Um, but yeah, basically, if, if even if that twenty-five pound is missing, I'll top it up myself to make the five hundred. Would you like to take thirty seconds to thank everybody that donated to the top, 
Oh, why have you called? Uh, yes, everyone that donated to my stream, everyone that shared it, everyone that that retweeted and posted it on Facebook and commented, came in and abused me, came in and just chatted, played with us. Thank you very much because um, it would have been a complete waste of time otherwise. You're welcome. <laughs> It was for the doggies. Oh, it was boy. for the doggos. I, I tried. At one point, I was just going to come in and just troll you. I was, so, I was really bored. I was in bed. I was feeling ill. I was just going to come and troll you. But Sam I, did that. He just came in and abused me. I downloaded the Twitch app, and I tried to set up a... Because like, you can't chat. No, you, you have, have to. You have to so have I downloaded an the app, and I started trying to set up an account, and suddenly it's like, you cannot use that email address to set up an account. You cannot. And I was just like, I don't want to troll him that much. <laughs> I just got rid of it and carried on. With my my, life. One of my colleagues, Sam, set up a, a, an account just yeah. to come in and just abused me. We were trying during the day up until nine o'clock. Any of our streams we do, we try and keep them family friendly yeah. or PG thirteen at, at most. He came in and was just being utter abusive filth right from the beginning. But fortunately, Amy, who was moderating for me, just kicked him out. No, she knew who he was. Yeah. But then I was like, "Well, guys, come on, we're supposed to keep this family friendly." So she cleared the chat. And then, like, two minutes later, it was filled with filth again, so she had to clear it again. I did see Richie turned up at one point. Yeah, Richie turned up twice, once randomly at night, and then once in the morning, uh, once in the... Uh, oh, no, once right late at night to say, oh, the audio's a little bit... Yeah. The game was too loud. So I adjusted that, and then he disappeared, and then he came back at the end to see what state we were in. Yeah. Yeah. There was quite a few people in there at the end. I miss Richie. I haven't seen Richie for ages. Oh, right. Not in the flesh, anyway. I'll be seeing him on Thursday. Oh, yeah? I'm going, thanks to Richie, to a private screening of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, yeah, you were telling me. I didn't get an invite. Right. Crazy man. I mean, just, like, message him. No, <laughs> I'm at work Thursday. And oh, you'll be at work, isn't you? Yeah. in the evening, so... Uh, he, he decided that he wanted to see Afterlife, but didn't just want to go to watch it like a peasant. So he's basically rented the whole of the, the local Cineworld and we have a screen to ourselves. Do you have to? Is he charged now? I, I have no idea. He did say that there was a there was a cost with it, but I haven't asked what it is. Okay. I'm assuming if there's anything that needs to be paid, he'll let me know. But yeah, we're all going. Um, he's got his family going, um, and a couple of other select people, including us, who have been invited. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll go see it in a, in a pro- no no trailers, no adverts, no yeah. bullshit. We just go in, sit down, they put the film on. I'm like, yes! I know, I know you can do it, but I always thought it would cost way too much to do it. I'm going to get the details. Yeah, and then Touch is going to do one, and it'll be like, I don't know, Starship Troopers 2. Yeah. <laughs> can you, does it have to do a film this out, or can you choose a film? I've, I've, from what I've seen about doing this before, and other people have discussed it, it has to be something that the cinema chain has yeah. in the correct so format. I'll give you a list and then... Yeah, if, okay. you, if you want something, I, I mean, I don't know, I, I suppose you could provide your own. Like, touching live. Touching live. I mean, that would be difficult because of Watch copyright stuff. Film and then do a talk, do a podcast from the cinema. From the know, cinema. My brain's not working. That would be, certainly would be, be interesting. Quite good to get us and all the space monkeys together to go and watch a film and then do the episode on it that week. That would. That would be quite. Fun. That would be quite good. Although it would be difficult writing notes in the cinema. Yeah, we just watch the film. <laughs> <laughs> we just watch the film again outside of it. Yeah, we'll then we take our notes at home, <laughs> where, we, where we can pause and all the other stuff. We just enjoy the film when we go to cinema. <laughs> um, I found an article on Ratman. Do you want to talk about Ratman, or should we just get into the film? I, I, wow. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's up to you. Do you want to talk about Ratman? 
We are only 33 minutes in. I'd actually, no, it's probably less than that because it's recorded for I'd rather talk about Ratman on the next episode when I've actually done some research. Okay, we'll talk about Ratman on the next episode okay. then. Coming soon on subject, Ratman of Southend. The Ratman of Southend. How did you actually find anything about him? Because I couldn't find anything. I typed in, I wanted to do British cryptids. So yeah. So I searched British cryptids. And then I found cryptid wiki. And this is the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the only thing I could find on him. Yeah. Okay, I wonder if like, you managed to unearth Fuck some... Fuck we're starting, I might as well talk about that. <laughs> the Ratman of Southend is a local legend originating in the town of Southend-on-Sea, Essex. Whoop, whoop. Centering around an underpass, the legend has two main variants, the commonality between them being the presence of a rat-like creature who appears in the pedestrian walkways at night. Is it just you? It is, it's me in a... <laughs> it's just you in a trench coat. <laughs> it's me dressed as Splinter. Splinter. <laughs> For uh, Terry and Robin. Yeah, that's that's an old throwback. Um, The most commonly told story of the Ratman involves an old man who used the underpass to escape from the rain and cold at night. The story goes that he was old and barely able to walk. One night, a group of teenagers beat him half to death and stole his blanket. Fucking teenagers. The only real source of warmth he had. Dying from his injuries and the biting cold of the night, he succumbed to hypothermia. His stiffening corpse nibbled and gnawed on by the numerous vermin who inhabit the area. Soon after, locals reported odd noises, namely high-pitched squealing and the sound of nails dragging along the walls. Whether evidence of a real ghost or an overactive imagination, the fact remains that this story and subsequent noises led to locals dubbing the creature the Ratman of Southend. I love how like, they're like, yeah, yeah, he got eaten by rats. Um, or he got eaten by the local vermin. After being beaten up by the local vermin. <laughs> the most believable part of that whole explanation is that there was a homeless man sleeping in an underpass and he got the shit, kicked, got shit out kicked out of him. By kids. By yeah. kids, yeah. I mean, in that Essex. is... It's like, yeah, if I was going to create a cryptid, I would... That's, that's the route I'd go down. Yeah. yeah. I should have read this before The Utes. Before the Ute then. Before I, uh, before I, I started creating cryptids for that quiz the other way. I would have been like... <laughs> Just real things, so it was a shot under the underpass, and then this happened. It reminded me of that film, Harry Brown. That really, really, oh, that is, that is a Cameron. dark film. Yeah. Even I'm like, <laughs> I have to be, in, I have to be really depressed if I'm going to see. I'm going to see that at the cinema, yeah. and I was like, oh, no, I quite like Michael Caine. Michael Caine should be I good. I was like, I like Michael Caine and Plan B's in it. Yeah, I'll go and see that, and then I'll come out like, <laughs> just, oh, I think I need some irony depressants. Yeah, that's just like, whoa. <laughs> Look forward to that episode. <laughs> Assuming you survive. Uh, we're not going to do that. <laughs> a podcast about shit that made us miserable. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, that, That'd be a long episode. That would never end. I could, see, I could do a 24-hour stream on the things that... There you go. charity next year for the things that make me miserable. <laughs> One, pharmacies. When, do, when, do, um, when does Tutjik do a 24-hour stream where we just podcast for 24 hours straight? At one point, I did think... Like this is like about a day before or so. I thought maybe I should invite myself over and get on the stream and you know just make fun of him for a couple of hours. And then I got ill and I was just annoyed. <laughs> John did that the other year. But if you do My it first next, if you do it next year, I'll come and sit in the room and just make fun of you while you play computer. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Like, what are you doing? Why are you dressed as a pirate? What the fuck is that? This ain't realistic. This game is shit. What are you doing? <laughs> Who's that? Who's that in the chat? Look, look at that knob. Yeah. What's Neil <laughs> doing? Running into a fucking wall. Wake up! <laughs> Jesus, I shouldn't shout. <laughs> um, 
The other main version of the story is far more fanciful and seems to have emerged through schoolyard... F- <coughs> oh, fuck's sake. Schoolyard folklore. A tale passed between children to frighten and unnerve their classmates. In this version, the rat man is no longer a ghost, but a real creature. The story runs that the mayor of the town was a known adulterer and was eventually cursed for his infidelity in the form of a grotesque child, a baby with the elongated snout and worm-like tail of a rat. The child grew and developed a taste for flesh, as you do. As you do. Seeking a solution to his problem, their mayor had the underpass constructed with a concealed entrance to a chamber within which his monstrous offspring may hide, only to emerge at night to indulge its hunger. So you're telling me the mayor of South End <laughs> built an underpass to create a chamber that this rat kid can get in and out, but no one else knows is there. Apparently so. So that his rat child, mutant <laughs> rat child, could feed on his constituents. Yes, that's 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 the story behind that one. I mean, I wouldn't put that past you know the councils of Essex. No, that's true. But at the same time, I. More likely to think it's a ghost. Yeah, I think that the ghost thing, the ghost angle makes more. It sounds ridiculous to say it, but the ghost angle makes more, more sense. sense. I want the other, the mutant child, to be to be real. What well, amazes me with things like that? It's like, yeah, yeah. So he commissioned this underpass to be built with a hidden chamber in it. It's like, yeah, but you must have used builders yeah. and an architect to do that. So it's not that hidden unless he fed them to his flesh-eating yeah, rat child. He was he was like the appetizer before you know the the mutant child went on it. Fed on the constituents. I think it would have been like do it would have been up to the council. He figured out who voted for him and who didn't. And didn't. <laughs> yeah, he's a Tory councillor, and that's a that's a Labour dedicated underpass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you voted Labour? Get it. It's a shortcut for you down yeah, there. Yeah. Check out the third panel along from the right. <laughs> that's the bit that got me. It's like a secret, secret, hidden, um, whatever it is, tomb for his kid under the underpass. And it's like not one. This thing's got open and shut, and not one person has noticed that there's a fucking doorway. <laughs> a fucking out. doorway yeah. in there. And it's like, yeah, given the fact that, I mean, I can understand it. The maintenance on on underpasses and shit is only yeah. done once every thirty years or something ridiculous like that. Even less than that. Less that than one. that. So, you know, maybe it's an amalgam of two. Yeah. There's a rat child there, and the old man went there, and the rat child took pity on him and took him into his secret oh, chamber, yeah. and now they're like this. Fleshy in rat monster hybrid duo. That's the one. That's the one. Right, I'm going to edit that, that yeah, wiki later. That wiki. <laughs> the rat love triangle of it. South End. <laughs> South End. <laughs> when, you first told, when we first started doing this podcast and you told me about the rat man of South End, I was just like, really? In Essex? Yeah. Of all places? But no, it's true. I, heard, I, I, heard, it. I can't remember where I heard it mentioned. I somebody mentioned it and I was like what and I looked it up hoping it was going to be like this big yeah. thing like like Black Shark and stuff like yeah. that I was like that'd be really cool and you know we can go down there and we can look at the places he's been seen but it's just one shitty oh, underpass yeah. it's like so we'll drive for an hour to get to fucking South End to look like at piss. a piss stained <laughs> underpass and then drive back again it's like fuck off <laughs> we could do what we did on the secret special recording that has not seen the light of day in eight months <laughs> wait till I get some more time off and I can edit it <laughs> I'll just get you ill again <laughs> no no because I was too ill to yeah. do anything that time alright yeah, so I, need, I need to be just enough to have time off 
But oh, I need to get signed off with stress, actually. Maybe we should just do that. Yeah. Get signed off from now until the new year. Yeah. It'll give me plenty of time to get... I can get the episode done in a week. It's going to come out of Halloween 2022. 2022. Although you and Amy need to do some work on it as well, because I need to send I'm you the bits over. I'm just waiting for you to tell me I've got to turn off. I thought, I thought we were just going to get together and talk about... No, no, I'm going to send you the, the, the clips in advance. Oh, okay. So you guys can, can listen to it. That, that will effectively be... because I've got nearly no memory of that <laughs> night, except for what happened at the end and the dogging. Trust you to remember the dogging. Fuck, you know, it's the, it's the most exciting part. <laughs> um, Next time I'm going to leave you down there. Yeah, I'll get more sex there than I like no, no, not with the doggers. Oh. Just like in, in the woods. Oh. And I'm going to take the torch as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the dogging part on your mind? You're just going to wank in the trees. I mean, that's you can turn your camera on. Yeah, watch. And then that's what your usual Twitch account for. Yeah. The set of your Twitch account. Yeah, look, it's me wanking in the trees. <laughs> I was quite glad when I didn't, when it wouldn't let me set up a Twitch account because I thought it's just a slippery slope into becoming you, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's an uphill slope. Yeah. So, um. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So we should we move on to the, uh, the the oh housekeeping. Housekeeping. We've got two new space monkeys. Uh, first up, Warren. If I get the numbers wrong, just, you know, let me know. <laughs> Wait, didn't you already make him a space monkey? I did, but I've got to make him two new space monkeys, and I just can't remember what okay. fucking numbers people are anymore. <laughs> I, turns out I can't keep track of ten numbers. Wow. Who knew? Um, you should get the names of each space monkey tattooed on a finger or a thumb. Yeah, and then we'd, have, we'd, we'd max out at ten, and then we'd never be able to get any more. Well, I mean... It'll be, you know, you'll have to become a space monkey by bumping off a previous space monkey. Oh. Yeah, we really create that hunger to be in our uh, yeah, inner circle. Space monkey two, space monkey three, they're all out there. You can you can bump either of them off. It's yeah, fine. I mean, they're out there in yeah. the world. <laughs> that goes for anybody that's, that comes after two or three, like Ash. If you want to move up and get closer to Stacey in a number ranking, you know, there's two people out there. You've got to take out, yeah. <laughs> This is like a squid game for space monkeys. Like, who wants? I mean, no one's ever going to take Stacey's place because that's there. But Lou should watch his back because yeah, if somebody be wants to climb the importance rating and become number one space monkey, they'll have to take out Lou. <laughs> I should probably text him because he doesn't listen anymore. Oh, too busy. Too busy. I mean, he does have a child. New child. Fucking children, man. What the fuck? They're eh? not making you real. Let's take all your time. Um, <laughs> yeah, so sorry. Two new space monkeys. Two new space monkeys. Space monkey number nine will remain nameless, but we'll just say she's the weirdo twin with the odd sock fetish. Uh, space <laughs> Wait, mon- it's been elevated to a fetish now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, that's. Oh my. Yeah, I think if it lasts this long, you, it's safe to say it's a fetish, right? <laughs> I mean, I would call it like an obsession rather than the fetish. Yeah, but fetish is far more on brand. <sighs> For touch it, right? That's the other weird thing. We have a brand. I know. <laughs> it's, it's not a respectable. It's not a respectable one. It's not the sort of thing you can go and tell your grandparents about. It's but a, it's about as respectable as fucking string fellas. It's it's orange, two different fonts, smut pegging, and fucking fetishes. And space, new space monkey ten, Rachel, who's literally seems to love this podcast so much. She keeps posting about us all the time. Which I really appreciate. It's, like it's really nice. It's really nice seeing conversations on Facebook about the podcast that we aren't involved oh, in. Right. It's so bizarre. Yeah. 
feel like a celebrity. It's like I feel like I should interject just because to, to make it more normal that yeah. I should be involved. It's just so weird. Sit back and just watch people talk about this thing that we we created. This monster, like less than two years old. Our monstrous rat child of a podcast. <laughs> we spent ten years in a band and no one cared. No one cared about that. No. Turns out we've got more skill at this than we ever that we ever had at that. Because you know, talking, any any idiot can talk. Music, making music, that's 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 a talent right there. Any idiot can talk, but I listen to, to your stream. And I've listened to some <laughs> other people. Not everyone is as funny or as interesting as us. I'm no, sorry. this I'm this is true. Even ill, I'm, I'm still just gonna come out and fucking say it. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. Okay, well there we go. That was some housekeeping. This could end up being a short episode today because um, I don't have that many notes on the film. I've got some notes. I seem to have a lot of um, trivia. Oh good. We'll just we'll just go really slowly for the trivia. Work our way through the trivia. I could Google the, the origins of the word trivia. <laughs> yeah, well, there we go. I must have killed all these 10 minutes. <laughs> it certainly felt like it. Um, so, this week sees us following up something we did in... Was it year one? We covered the first yeah, one? Yeah, it was like episode seven, I thought. Yeah, go, harking back to something we did fucking ages ago. Um, I've been putting this, doing this film off for so long because I'm like, hold it back, hold it, hold back, it back, hold it back. Finally, I was like, well, we we did all them fucking zombie films, and then we got Christmas coming up, so like, <laughs> throw something in in the middle of all this. Need to break it up. A that bit. I'm really excited about. And then I want to go. It's like we're doing this, and then I got ill, and now I'm just like, <laughs> well, this week we have mostly been watching Predator Two. Throw back to the fast show there. Oh, that was such a good show. It really was. Let's <laughs> just do a tangent about a fast show. <laughs> I'm going to download it. I'm going to have to get my hands we on should, all of it. We should do that. And we, we should, should cover definitely it. cover it. Uh, and Harry Enfield and Chomps. Oh, God, that man. so good. Harry Enfield. What the hell happened to him? Um, He's not dead yet, is he? No, he was He was in Skins, weren't he? He stopped doing... Oh, he shit, kind yeah. Of, he got to a certain point and then he was like, no, no I'm a serious actor. I'm a serious actor now. Well, I'm saying that. He was one of the funniest parts of Skins, just watching him kind of like, <laughs> be a dad to Tony and Effie, but just be totally miserable and outfoxed by his kids <laughs> every time. It's hilarious. That was good, actually. Yeah. yeah, I forgot he was in Skins. Yeah. Well, anyway... Uh, yeah, so Predator 2 is Predator, what we covered. Oh, yeah. We don't, not the far show. Um, because, not, yeah, not, we really liked Predator. 90s comedy. The, the Predator, which is basically the film that fucked up your entire scoring uh, <laughs> ratio. Sorry, at some, because I'm ill this week and you've just said, it's going to be a short episode. I think at some point we can do Predator 1 and 2 revisited in the same episode. Oh, well, there we go. Fixed That's scores. a lot to look forward to. <laughs> refix the refix the score thing. To reset your scoring yeah. chart. And then uh, move on. Okay, well, I'll get into the trivia because apparently I've got like three pages of it, which is more than I thought I had. The other day, Amy said something like, I've listened to a lot of podcasts and not all of them flow of work as well as you. And now it's literally in my head now as I sit here watching this fucking shit show fall apart. <laughs> Just like... Uh, <laughs> we've let her down. I'm, I'm on the wall. Yeah. At least one of us is, is, is with it today. Not like, the, not like in fucking October when both of us were basically a death storm. Yeah. Um, so, 
was released the 21st of November 1990. Nice pirate hat. Yeah, that's what I thought. It fits you much better than it fits me. I've got a massive head. I've got less hair as well. Oh, there is that. Yeah, true. You you actually have haircuts. Um, <clears throat> wow, there's no snidey little diss in there or anything. <laughs> no. You must I... be feeling sorry for me. Too. <laughs> I must look really ill. I can't kick a man when he's down. It's just not cricket. I'm not. I'm not a South End youth. Sorry, right. I think it's going to be my birthday next time we we record. So you might as well just save it for them. <laughs> just save you it for them. Just going on me. Um, I've got no friends and nothing today. So yes, yeah, released 21st November 1990. Uh, a budget of 25 million US dollars. Yeah. For comparison, the original. Sorry, sorry, how much was the budget? 25 million. 25, okay. Uh, for comparison, the original Predator only had 18 million. Ooh. At the box office. This grossed 57.1 million. So 22. Yeah. No, 27. No. 25 to, to uh, 27. 22. So 57. Yeah. Right, because 225 is 50. Yeah. Plus the 7, so it's 32. <laughs> I'm just going to take your word for it. Basically 40-year-old man. <laughs> just can't do. Look, maths is not my strong point, math. okay? But... For comparison, the original Predator, which I remind you only had a budget of 18 million, yeah. grossed at the box office 98.3 million. Okay, so how comes this. The... Racism. Oh, okay. <laughs> one had a white man, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, the other one had a black man, Danny Glover. Yeah, but this was like the late 80s, right? Early 90s. Danny Glover was like fucking bankable. He was, he was bankable at the time. Yeah, that's why he was in it. Um, I've just realised that I have missed out a key part of my trivia, so I'm literally just opening it now. Bloody count. Uh, no, 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 I've got oh. that bit. It's it's the, the casting I haven't got, oh, okay. but I have now. Uh, directed by Stephen Hopkins, uh, possibly known for A Nightmare on Elm Street and Lost in Space. A TV show or a film? At uh, the film. I've never seen it. With um, uh, How You Doing, uh, Joey. Joey? What's his name? Yeah, he was in Lost in Space. No, that was Charles. That was Charles. Fuck it, I don't know. Him, but basically, yeah. Stephen Hopkins directed those two, which I, I included because they are like a complete opposite yeah, ends yeah, of the yeah. spectrum. One is a family, you know, family adventure comedy, comedy romp thing, and the other one is like the the meat and potatoes of the horror genre. Of the of 80s horror, yeah. Yeah. Um, which I thought was pretty was bizarre. It, it was Nightmare on It was the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, well, A Nightmare on Elm Street, which I'm assuming is the first one. I don't know, I'm not a fan of the film, so I haven't kept track of them. No, I'd say it's the first one. So basically, that whole empire was built on his back. On off of his back, yeah. Good on him. Um, Hope he's getting paid. <laughs> written by John and Jim Thomas, who uh, also wrote Executive Decision, and uh, <laughs> the podcast favourite Wild Wild West. Oh really? Yeah. So they fucked that up. They fucked that up. Um, Executive Decision is quite good. I've got uh, some nice film. things to say about these two, actually during this episode so I'm going to be nice this is good to know uh, starring he's going to click over here <laughs> Danny Glover Gary Busey Ruben Blades Maria Conchita Alonso yeah, like she's a long term favourite Game Over Bill Paxton um, and Robert Davey and Adam Baldwin right and Adam Baldwin or what? Jane as I insist on calling him in my notes year old Adam Baldwin <laughs> so young that's the thing though like this has got to be what year did you say this was yeah uh, 1990 so this is like 15 years or so before Firefly yeah but he looks <laughs> he looks 
12. He looks 12 in this, but he doesn't look like he's 15 years older. And like he still kind of looks relatively young yeah. in, in Firefly. So to see him in this and be like, this is like... And then he does Independence Day. So he looks even younger in this than he does in Independence Day. This <laughs> is like, how many, how much of my... Like, you are just... Uh, he just popped up all over the place. He was a supporting actor in a lot of things. He's like a ninja. He's like a sci-fi <laughs> ninja. He just crops up in all these films over the years, and it's not till now you sit back and you're like, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, you look at his filmography. It's as long as my fucking arm. It's yeah. huge, and they're all, almost all, supporting or bit parts. Yeah. But I suppose, you know, when you're part of the Baldwin Empire, you just that's just pin money to him, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's his pocket change. <laughs> At least he's never shot him on. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. You could just imagine him on set with Vera just like... <laughs> just gunned down half the crew and Joss Whedon just covered it up because he was they were the ones who was molesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, it's, it's, it's cool to make fun of Joss Whedon these days because yeah. nobody likes him anymore. Fuck Joss Whedon. <laughs> but not the stuff he made because a lot of that is really good. Um... I think as a podcast, we need to um, turn our back on all Joss Whedon. I think as representatives of the, uh, the the white males of the world, we need to come out publicly and condemn his actions and yes. say that we don't support it. We will never, ever, ever cover um, any other Firefly, Serenity. We will never do what? A, a revisited on that musical, which I can't remember the name of. We will never do Dollhouse. We won't yeah. do this new thing he's, he's done with all the Victorian. I really witches. want to do more Firefly. I definitely want to do Serenity. We're not doing any of it. We've got to stand in solidarity with um, Ray Fisher and all the people we molested. <laughs> Alec Baldwin, did you get. Not Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. A Baldwin. Did you get molested by it? No, I can't imagine that. Because he's like in Firefly, he's just like rah. Maybe that's what he goes for. Maybe that's that's his that's his type. Yeah, maybe he got bored, you know, taking advantage of helpless women and just went after went after like he's in a gorilla come out. Went he's after. In a gorilla come out. <laughs> he wanted a bear. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he made the giants make it more to reframe it in his mind. Oh God, it's all become so sordid. <laughs> <It's> t- Jesus. <laughs> You got Marina Baccarin and Summer Glow on set, and he's like, oh, "I'm about you. I want a Baldwin. I want to bag me a Baldwin, baby." <laughs> you will be called Jane. That's it. That's it, Jane. Wear the hat. Yeah. When I'm texting Jane in my phone, it doesn't look gay. <laughs> yeah, when I upload your pictures to my Dropbox and it says Jane. Oh. Okay, fuck Joss Whedon. <laughs> All right, anyway, that was a really weird tangent to go off on. Um, just don't realise we've not been funny at all so far. <laughs> so, um, I can't wait for the, for the angry emails when we do Firefly. <laughs> you said. <laughs> yeah. I say a lot of things. Yeah. He says he says an awful lot of things, and I don't listen to most of them. Yeah, because most of them aren't true. <laughs> Uh, the filming of the alley scene was very troublesome for the filmmakers due to the rough neighbourhood. The alley was littered with garbage, most of which was actually used in the film. They basically just turned up and shot it as was. Okay. And plagued with, appropriately, large rats. Is this the King Willie? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, 
It's like, oh, uh, watch your back. I know we're shooting a scene with gangsters, with like the head gangster <laughs> of all the Jamaican voodoo crews, but you know, there's some actual there's real, some actual real gangsters so, over there. Watch your back. Um, local residents, angered by the noise created by the film crew, would throw bottles and paper bags filled with feces from window windows at the crew in the alley below. Oh, lovely. Your neighbours should be glad that you just can't Twitter on my I just go on Twitter and bitch about them. I don't throw bags of actual shit at them. Uh, worst of all, as they were clearing up after filming, the film crew found a dead body hidden in amongst the garbage. No. Yep. So, uh, yeah. The, the police, the neighbours were probably even happier because yeah. like the film crew fucked off to be replaced by the oh, police, police and what have you coming down to investigate. Um, now, several of the hunting party members that we see at the end, at the end yeah. uh, were played by players from the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, uh, really? What, because of the height? Yeah, Danny Glover was a big fan. And when the producers yeah. were like, we need lots of very tall people... He basically was like, hey, I'm Danny Glover. I'm going to moan. Come and be predators in my film. Um, that was my Danny Glover impression. Not bad. Um, and yeah, so they, they were like, yeah, okay, we'll come be in a film. So yeah, they did. They, they decked them all out in those suits. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, like I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Now, <laughs> this, is, this, this is one of the issues I have going through the trivia is conflicting sources oh, okay. and conflicting rumours or stories about stuff I have three explanations here as to why Arnie is not in this film Okay, there were more but they none of them sounded quite as plausible or fleshed out as, as this they were all just like one line of this happened which is why Arnie's not in it now didn't have the budget yeah I mean spot on for this first one right. Schwarzenegger allegedly said no to Predator 2 because of a dispute over money According to producer John Davis, it was over an additional $250,000 which the studio refused to pay. Right. However, Stephen Hopkins said that Arnold Schwarzenegger refused the supporting role not because he didn't like the script. He refused it because he didn't want to postpone the filming of Kindergarten Cop. Um, which I can understand because I, I really like that film. Um, which started filming in October. Uh, Hopkins said he was relieved because if Arnold was ultimately on board, massive script rewrites would have been necessary. Yeah, I mean, who would he have even played? Dutch as a, as a supporting actor. He would well, have been. It would have reprised his role from. Written Dutch into this. Film. There's there's a whole bunch of backstory around this about why he's not there and people were supposed to be related to him or it, yeah. Okay. Um, however, number two, Arnold Schwarzenegger declined to return as Dutch. Schwarzenegger was busy working on Total Recall at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, wait, these can't all be true because, no. they're, they're, I mean, I, I can't do it because I'm filming Kindergarten Top Cop. But I also can't do it because I'm filming Total Recall. The, but it's also because you won't pay me enough money. The 250 grand seems like, for us, life-changing. But for yes. someone that's just come off the back of, you know, becoming the biggest star in the world in the 80s, pocket change yeah. to not do a film yeah do you know what I mean if it's like alright oh, 2.5 million I'd be like okay I can see why he would yeah. step away but for 250 grand 250 grand yeah so I think it's probably because um, he either didn't want to play, play a supporting role yeah, or because one of these other films I'm assuming it must have been he was filming Total Recall and then was going to start Kindergarten Cop. It's weird that they filmed those two back to back because they are so totally different. Do you know when I said that um, I had a lot of respect for Channing Tatum because <laughs> he was at the peak of what he was doing Yeah. and then he went and did something so different. I can't see 
Schwarzenegger at this point where he is like A-list kind of action hero then taking a supporting like yeah. I would have it would have taken me by surprise and I probably would have respected him for putting his ego to one side to be a supporting actor mm. in a film but then why would he if he could if there's it's probably got a table for the script where he's the star exactly he was at this point just being hounded by producers and, and uh, writers to be in their yeah. films so yeah but there we go there, there are three possible reasons why he doesn't make any appearance in this film I'm just going to say it now I think the film is better for it yeah it's, it stands better on its own two feet yeah because I, of it one of the things that I really like about this film is the lack of escalation like if you watch any films now they do a film and it's really and it, it's a success the time when they go back to do the sequel it's like alright we need fucking here we go Star Wars sequel trilogy yeah like, we've got six films where we have all the rules of the force and all the rules of everything kind of <laughs> set out yeah. we've got an entire fucking 87 billion novels written using more or less <laughs> the same rules but 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 kids have no playstations and xboxes and we need to up it we need to escalate and up the ante so suddenly they're doing fucking force facetime <laughs> calls and they're doing this and that and they've escalated it so much yeah. that they've kind of shit all over the the established rules that they set out it would have been so easy for them to be like right um, so we've got predator hunting one person we've taken the jungle and made it a concrete jungle um, right we need to escalate it we need to make it bigger they didn't they didn't yeah. I really appreciate that yeah that's the thing that I think really makes this film work is the lack of some executive somewhere saying you've got to escalate this turn you've it up to 11 give him 87 more fucking weapons and <laughs> give him a nuclear bomb that he can detonate somewhere and do this and do that yeah. and give him fucking eye lasers or something it tells it tells more or less the same story in a different location yeah which is and the like, story that needs telling basically they give him a couple of extra weapons but nothing too crazy no you get to see his little his little kind of um first aid kit thing and there's a couple of the little bits mm. here and there where they're embellishments they, rather yeah, than embellishments escalations rather than a complete rewrite to escalate it to make it <laughs> something that the original <laughs> wasn't do you know what I mean I, yeah. it's the restraint that they had to just go and make this film the way it is is what in my mind makes it it's part of its charm isn't yeah. it um, the spear weapon that was used in the film disappeared and was reported stolen after filming was completed I wonder who's got that Danny Glover <laughs> It's interesting. I don't think I mentioned this in here, but it came up several times. No, the LA Lakers has got it. <laughs> just hanging above his bed. We mentioned the the other hunting party yeah. that we see. Um, those guys are referred to as the Lost Tribe or the Lost Predators oh, okay. because it's a blending of of the fiction and real world elements. Because all of those suits were lost when filming finished. Oh, okay. They've all vanished into the ether. Yeah, the Lakers kept it. The Lakers kept it. You know, you know they play like secret basketball games yeah. dressed as predators. <laughs> Just clicking at each other. Yeah. <laughs> Want some candy? Oh, okay. Want I some thought candy? It was the Lost Tribe, because my understanding of the ending is they've been here since 1715 mm. and they've been there their ship's been underground and they've just kind of been lost to the rest of their race on Earth. Although, for 200 years, no one even knew they were here. <laughs> no, I think it's supposed to be that they they, they, they basically 
they're like big game hunters that go back to their planet, boast about the shit they've done, and then go out on hunting trips. Yeah, I get that, but at the same time, like, how on earth do they get that fucking shit? Yeah, I love the fact they don't explain that. It's like, how did you, in the middle of a city? I could, what? See... That's why I'm not there been this in 1715, because, you know... Although cloaking. They crashed, and then the city was built over the top of them, mm. and that's why he gives them that gun, that, that pirate gun, or yeah. whatever gun it was. At the end, to say, oh, like, we've been this in 1715. We're just, you know, underground, and no one <laughs> And then suddenly they escape through some tunnel. The they they, they just top. take off, and it's like, yeah, yeah I'm assuming they, 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 there's a novelisation of it, which I'll read, which apparently fills <laughs> in blanks. blanks like this. Um... Should shut up because I'm going to give this a really good score. Yeah. Um, with with more time than the original Predator, mm-hmm. uh, Stan Winston, who oversaw obviously all the, uh, the the OG special yeah. effects man, um, Stan Winston, Stephen Hopkins, and Lawrence G. Paul came up with ideas and designs for more exotic weapons, such as the retractable spear, the detachable pincers, the smart disc, the net, etc. Yeah. All those cool bits uh, for the Predator to use to differentiate this film from the previous one. Yeah. Um, tiny embellishments and not a massive fucking and it's all stuff that makes sense like you said it doesn't it doesn't give him a nuclear bomb that you can toss around it doesn't have like a a gatling plasma caster it's Mm. just bits that make sense for that sort of for for the character to have Um, the subway attack scene was directly adapted from the first Predator comic book series oh okay Uh, the producers thought it was cool and wanted to use it in the film so they basically recreated the whole sequence I've got a note on that where is it the scene in the train where everyone pulls guns is the most American thing yeah I love that scene (laughs) I'd forgotten all about it and then they just whip all the guns out I almost expected to hear like the Stars and Stripes start playing over the top as all these people are. it's American buddy Uh, can you turn that light on it's getting really dark in here come on stretch 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 force power Forced light switch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where is it? Uh, after having the lower portion of its left arm sliced off, the city hunter was played in wide shots by one-armed stuntman R. David Smith. Oh, okay. I love that fact. I love that as well. Because today there's a big push. It's like, you can't play someone with I don't know, autism. Get an autistic actor. Yeah, you're not autistic. You can't play an yeah. autistic person. You're not really in a wheelchair. You can't play someone in a wheelchair. So even back then, they were like... Oh, fuck it, we'll just get someone with one arm. I might until it eventually goes uh, full circle and the next Pirates of the Caribbean film will have to be set like off the coast of Trinidad and Tobago because uh, you can't play pirates if you're not real pirates. Just all those Somalian pirates. Yeah. Look at me. I am the captain now. I am the Captain Jack now. <laughs> Savvy? <Yeah. laughs> it's like an AK-47. <laughs> Savvy, motherfucker. Um... <laughs> It's really going to suck for historical, uh, <coughs> you know, historical period dramas. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, you can't play a leper because you don't have leprosy. Yeah. Like, how are you a pirate? You're not even wearing a pirate hat. You're wearing a fucking baseball cap. <laughs> 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 how many ships have you taken? I've taken enough. Right. <laughs> yeah, just trust me. Yeah. Um, Interpol have got my poster yeah. on their wall, yeah? Um, that the film was recut over 20 times, according to Stephen Hopkins, because of more graphic shots of mutilated bodies and decapitations. Uh, the film was initially given an NC-17 rating, and that was newly instituted rating at yeah. the time um, because of its graphic uh, violence. And then they basically cut it down to what we saw in the theatrical release. 
Uh, there's a note in here. It doesn't strike me. Like sometimes we'll sit and cover films, and you're like, oh yeah, that to cut this out, that to cut that out, and you kind of sit there and think, yeah, I can see that because where they've done, where they've made these cuts, there are certain elements that yeah. make sense. There's like a sea storyline which they can <laughs> never explain. They never explain. Yeah, but this film does not strike me as a film. It was violence, basically. It's just violence. I've got. A, I just checked, and I have got a note on one of the scenes which they oh, cut okay. out, which I would love to see in like a so director's cut version. It's a bit like Event Horizon. Yeah, where they just they film loads of they filmed even more gore, and, and the the the, okay. the censors were like, "You can't show that." Yeah. Well, you can, but you're going to get a much higher rating, and no one will go yeah. and see it. Um some of the Predator's sounds were recycled from Tremors. I think we yeah. mentioned that in yeah. the Tremors episode that a lot of people had used this and this was one of them. They actually used some of the sound effects. Um, the elder Predator suit, who Hang gives... On. So you're telling me 13 years after George Lucas was just like, right, you, whoever your name is, I can't remember your name. Now. Ben Burt. Go out into the world, record a shitload of audio, figure out the sounds for this film and, you know, revolutionise what we're doing. <laughs> 13 years later, they're like, oh, what did they use on Tremors? Yeah, we'll choose that, it's fine. Yeah, well, I'm assuming that the, the, the studio had access to yeah. this library of sounds and they just used them. I don't think they actually went out and said, I want a predator to sound like a Tremor. It's got to sound like a Graboid. Yeah. <laughs> um, the elder Predator suit, who's the one that gives Thingy the pistol at the end, yeah, uh, was made from the original Jungle Hunter outfit from the first film, oh, okay. with different armour pieces applied. The Elder's head was likewise recycled from the Jungle Hunter's outfit and was modified with foam latex appliances to alter its appearance, according to special effects Ooh. artist Shane Mahan. Sorry, <laughs> We changed the structure and look of it a bit and broke a tusk on it to make it look older. The Elder was played by an uncredited Kevin Peter Hall, who was the, in the first one, right? Yeah, who plays the city hunter and the first film's jungle hunter. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he, he um, gets about a bit. That's a nice sort of, like... Yeah. I mean, obviously, we know the jungle hunter's dead, but having the guy that played him yeah, in the... basically wear the same suit in the, in the, the second film, it's a nice uh, fake link. <laughs> um, in a backstory explaining Dutch's uh, absence from the sequel, Keyes had learned of Dutch's encounter with the Predator yeah. and tracked him down to a hospital. Dutch was being treated for radiation sickness thought to be a result of exposure to the Predator's self-destruct device. Oh, okay. After hearing Dutch's account of events, Keyes and the OWLF, which is apparently his little federal unit, yeah. um, were sent to the jungle to investigate and studied the site where the Predator detonated the device. Otherworldly life forms. I'm assuming it's something like that. Okay. Um... They found evidence of a spaceship launch in the launch in the jungle, and the deceased Predator's ship had automatically returned to the Predator home world. Dutch later escaped from the hospital and vanished, and Keyes believed he was still alive. So that's one of the backstories of yeah. explaining, but obviously it kind of got cut from the film because it's unnecessary for this film. Yeah. Um, Elpidia Carrillo, who played Anna in the first film, has her name listed in the sequel's credits, yet doesn't seem to appear in the actual film. No. Look carefully during the scene inside Key's mobile headquarters and you'll spot her. When Keyes describes how the creature activated the self-destruct device in Predator, you can briefly spot Anna on one of the video screens. Uh, um, they filmed a debriefing scene in which she talks to the camera yeah. and basically explains the events of the first film, but it eventually ended up on the cutting room floor. Oh, okay. But because they filmed it and they still used a very brief cut of it, yeah, she, she gets a credit, credit for it. 
Um, the sergeant, to whom Mike Harrigan uh, briefly talks at the beginning of the movie, played his boss, Captain Murphy, in all four Lethal Weapon movies. May has come a long way from being a bumbling, bumbling criminal thwarted by kids to becoming the chief of police. Goonies? Oh, God, yeah! Fuck, I know I recognised him from yeah. somewhere. As soon as I watched it, I was like, I know you, Jesus. I know you, I know you. And then I was like, oh, and I, was, I got it. Damn, yeah. This, <laughs> this must have only been a couple of years later as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. It was only a few years later. Yeah. Wow, Jesus. He looks nothing like a uh, looks like deputy chief of police. scarred face now. Like yeah. It happened to him in between films. <laughs> he got attacked by a tonton, just yeah. like Luke. Yeah. <laughs> um... The brief scene with the hunting party was the most expensive to make in the oh, entire yeah, film. Stan Winston's effect team had to build nine additional unique predator suits for just a few minutes of screen time, yeah. which is You'd think, like a huge right, waste of money, really. Nine Arnold screen at once, they would have shot for him and, and just taken a couple of bits off, yeah. shot them for it again. I don't know, maybe they just... Maybe all the Lakers were just like, no, we want no, our No, no, we want our individual How suits. How on earth are we meant to play Predator Basketball? <laughs> We've got to do 3v3, man, seriously. like yeah. We need all those suits. Yeah. Now, we have some interesting alternate casting choices. Okay. At one point, Patrick Swayze was approached to star in the film. I've seen Roadhouse. I'll give it to him. Uh, it's interesting because he was unable to uh, take up the film because he was injured during the filming of Roadhouse. Oh, okay. So he was recovering. He did something to his... He's in the same shape as he is in Roadhouse for this. Then I buy it. Was it his, was it his knee? Because I know he did his knee in the dancing one. Oh, Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. I've never seen that. He, he did it. I, I've seen it once, I think, when I was a kid. Um, but I know he injured his knee. I was watching one of these lists on YouTube the other day and he injured his knee or something and they showed a couple of scenes where they had to cut because moments later his knee collapses under him and he drops the girl that he's holding up. Um, Yeah, so I'm assuming it was probably a recurrence of that or something, but yeah, he couldn't do it because he was recovering from an injury. Does a lot of, like, fighting. He does. I have seen that one before. That's a good film. Um, John Lithgow was Stephen Hopkins' first choice for Peter Keyes. But Joel Silver pushed for Gary Busey instead. And obviously we can see who won that argument. Yeah, I don't buy Gary Busey, but you know. No, neither do I. I have a note about him later. Um, now, the studio kept pushing for Steven Seagal to play the lead. I can see it. Yeah. Stephen Hopkins declined. And in a 2020 interview, Stephen Hopkins revealed that he met with Steven Seagal for the lead role yeah. uh, in the film, obviously at the insistence of the studio. Seagal wanted to play the character as a CIA psychiatrist who knew martial arts. And Hopkins obviously passed on casting him because he wanted a more average Joe guy and Stephen Seagal can't do average Joe. I can see him being able to do the physical stuff, the stunts yeah. and the martial art, the fighting bits. But I'm not sure I would buy him as a renegade cop. No. I, I know he's probably done a film as a renegade cop. He's and done a films as renegade everything. But, but they're all basically... Just the same uh, thing, right? I'm Stephen Seagal. Yeah, you won't expect it, but they butcher, yeah. freak out ninja stuff, um, because that's Steven Seagal. That's just what he does. That's him, and that's him when he's in films. He yeah. just does the same thing. Um, he only plays Steven Seagal, yeah. so it wouldn't have worked. At one point, when talking to the Predator, Harrigan begins to quote Dutch's line, "You're one ugly motherfucker." Mm. However, the City Hunter grabs him by the throat before he can finish and completes the rest of the line for him. Yeah. Now, the novelization of the film explains that the Jungle Hunter's biomask recorded everything that happened in the Val Verde and relayed it to his ship. 
uh, which then obviously returned home with the information to their home planet. Yeah. Even though the jungle hunter was not actually wearing its mask at the time the Dutch says the line, it was lying on the ground nearby and could still potentially have been recording. Alien vs. Predator Requiem, released in 2007, confirmed that Predator Biomask can indeed record data, which is then sent to the Predator homeworld where it can be evaluated by other Predators, even when a Predator is not wearing it. Okay. So there we go. Some pointless background for nerds like me. I like Predators. I can never get along with these Alien vs. Predator. <laughs> They're they're not as good as they should be. No, they really shouldn't. They are. I've read one of the novels. I've been the novels, and they're o- they're okay. They're they You can tell a lot more. No, obviously, you can tell a lot more story in a novel. Yeah. And when you're making a blockbuster film, <laughs> just have them fight. Just have them fighting. Which nine times out of ten, now if you're giving me a Godzilla film, I just want to see Godzilla smashing <laughs> shit up. Smashing shit up. I don't want to see a bunch of humans. No. The human story, but. I need some story. If you're going to get a predator and an alien together, I need some kind of story <laughs> to explain why they're both in the same yeah. film. Yeah. Um, the plot for Predator 2 is largely based on the first Predator comic, Concrete Jungle, released oh, okay. in 1989, um, which also moved the action to a major city during a heatwave, although it was originally New York, oh, okay. not LA. Um, Start a police officer and featured a shady government officials trying to cover up the existence of the Predators and acquire their technology. In the comic, that official was General Phillips from the first film. Yeah. Um, and the lead character was the brother of Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, Dutch. Oh, okay. So uh, that expanded on it. There's, there was a whole bunch of like spin-off stuff from yeah. Predator that just seems to have gone completely under the radar unless you were there at the time sort of yeah. thing. But then you could say that. There's a lot of stuff that's spun off there at the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, in the comics and novels, the alien species is known as Yaucha, oh, or okay. Hishkuten in some instances. I think of them as, as, as Yaucha, because... I think of them as Predator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time, uh, when we did the first Predator one, I ended up spending a lot of time on the Predator wiki, oh, okay. and they all refer to them just constantly as Yaucha. So um, I think I refer to them a couple times as that in my notes. Okay. The prop flintlock pistol used at the end of the movie yeah. was a commercially available non-firing replica from the Spanish manufacturer Denix, made in cast pot metal and hardwood. Interesting. I used to have a lot of those Denix pistols. Uh, that's not. That's a brass wall hanger, oh, okay. and that is Medio Evo because I had their little product catalog oh, okay. over there. But I used to have a lot of the Denix ones when I was younger. Oh, right. um, they were quite popular for a while. The cap guns and that. Probably yeah, they remember. they they were very popular in the in the nineties all over Europe. When I was a kid, yeah, likewise. Yeah. I still have quite a few now. Yeah. <laughs> um, the film's critical and financial failure dissuaded Twentieth Century Fox from continuing the franchise, and it was put on hold to instead focus on the potential crossover film Alien vs Predator, yeah. which eventually lingered in development hell for like, well, this was nineteen ninety, and that came out in two thousand four. So 14 years in development I hell. I was watching this film and I'm like, why did they not make a Predator 3? Well, because like, this one... Rooney's going to tell me. Didn't do as well as they thought. Still made 32 million dollars. Yeah, but they, or they, they're they comparing it to the previous one, which, you know, had, what, two-thirds of the budget and made nearly double at the box office. Yeah, but this they also did. had Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. They could have made a Predator 3 with Dutch in. Yeah, you should have brought Dutch back for yeah. Predator 3. Bring it back now. Predator 3, the aftermath. And we Dutch. just have Dutch just like, oh, like I'm in politics now. 
because I've suddenly forgotten how to do an Arnie, Arnie impersonation. I am the predator. No, fucking predators. I've had it with these fucking predators in my fucking state. I'll be back, baby. In the, I'm running for office again. Have you... Side note here. Have you seen his uh, message he sent out to world leaders after the, the COP26 thing? The Global Warming, warming oh, Summit. Vague recollection of seeing something it's basically just him sat there in his office in full fucking governator mode yeah. just like <laughs> talking about stuff and just interspersing it with relevant clips from different films oh really there's like two or three Conan ones there's a there's a predator clip in there and all these different bits and he's just like but you know what I'm saying yeah and it's, it's absolutely brilliant because he basically just calls out all these world leaders on their bullshit and says don't be a pussy you okay. know actually do what you're doing and it's like it's absolutely brilliant, and it's it's full governator mode. I look for that, though, yeah. yeah, it's really good. It's it's only like four or five minutes long, but yeah, I'd love to get it and just like run it on repeat outside the Houses of Parliament on a big screen. <laughs> Maybe we can get Led by Donkeys to do that because they're the ones that did the big projector thing from oh, across okay. the Thames with the on the Houses of Parliament. Oh, yeah. With uh, I can't remember what they they've done it several times, and they get shut down by the police every time, sort of thing. Of course they do. But. Um, yeah, maybe we'll get them to do that. That'd be really good. Uh, the machete used by Jerry yeah. um, when he's fighting him in, in the subway is the same, uh, is a replica of the one used by Dutch and his team in Predator. Oh, okay. They basically, yeah, I don't know why a gang member would have a special forces machete, but eBay, I guess. Early version of eBay. Well, there's a lot of gang members in this film. There are an awful it lot of them. like 80% of the population of LA <laughs> is in one gang or another. I mean... This is just LA. This is LA in the, in the 80s and Again, 90s. I've got a note on that. Um, where is it? Growing up, I thought LA was a constant war zone. <laughs> this film probably helped me draw that. <laughs> yeah. This and many other films. Yeah, where basically it was like, oh, we need a war-torn city. We need somewhere that's really going to give that... LA? Yeah. LA, yeah. LA, okay. And we don't have to travel for it. We just do it down the we block. We just do it down the block. <laughs> um, the music that played as Mac mourned Blaine in the previous film yeah. is played as uh, Mike visits Danny's grave in this it's, film, just before he finds the necklace hanging from the tree. It's an actual piece of music. It's the piece of music they play when soldiers die or something. Yeah, I the can't remember. Yeah, to, oh, uh, Last Post. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they used basically like the it. same recording. Yeah. To, to, again, there's a lot of little nods and links between yeah, the two. Yeah. They don't explicitly um, come out and say, hey, remember all that shit that happened in Predator? It's referenced by Keys, obviously. Yeah. And there's other visual and audio links between the two. They, yeah, because they use the same music at the end after they've escaped and he comes yeah. out. They use the same music from the first one. Yep. To wrap it up. Um, and the, the, the little bongo bits that they use every time the predator does yeah. anything or anything relates to the predator, and it's like, okay, yeah, man, those guys, that guy's arms must have been uh, really aching after that that session, that recording session. Brace yourself because this is a long note. Okay, sorry, I'm nearly at the end of my trivia, that's but then right, you can see you this, this is the end of my trivia, I don't know, and that these are my notes on the film. <laughs> um, the death. Uh, we said earlier that uh, they had to. The MPAA had them cut the film and cut a whole bunch of gore and violence out. This is one of the key scenes that they wanted uh, cut out. Uh, the death of Peter Keys, as shown in the theatrical cut that we all see, yeah. underwent many edits before the film could cast MP could pass MPAA ratings board with an R. Um, 
The scene was originally much more graphic, and despite attempts to edit the sequence, the film kept receiving an NC-17 rating. Finally, the scene was cut in such a way as to only imply what actually happens Hang to on. Keys. I'm really confused. N is American Let's listeners, if you're still here after this shit show. <laughs> I thought NC-17 meant that anybody could go as long as they were accompanied by somebody over 17. Whereas an R is like a hard and fast kind of 18 in this country. Is it? I that's what I always assumed. I probably got it wrong. I don't know. My note could be could have it the wrong way around. Okay. Um, it would have. It would. I would imagine that in order to make it an NC17, and they get had it to, away from being an R. Yeah, I think this. I think this note's got them around the wrong way. They were aiming for the NC17, but kept receiving an R. I think an R is a death note for a film because it really it's too cuts down. yeah. But the Americans have got this cordial system where <laughs> they they have the NC17, so as long as you're not too bad, as as anybody too can bad. come yeah. see it. As long as they got like you know their uncle or someone comes along. Well, the scene we the scene we finally get. Oh, yeah, um, <laughs> terrible scene, right? What? It's a death scene. It's just like. Well, that's the thing you don't. Off camera, it looks. I, I really like that scene. I think I mentioned it specifically because I really like the scene. But it's a it's a pretty naff off camera death in effect. But the original sequence had Keys pinned against the column. Um, his legs fall into the ground whilst his torso remains stuck to the structure with his internal organs spilling out onto the floor. Uh, the predator then recalls the disc yeah. and Keys' torso falls to the ground as well, which. You can kind of see why they wanted that cut out or give it the R rating. Um, so they just kind of hint at it when it cuts through all the stuff and then his legs drop down. I like the artistry because we see the, the frisbee thing cut through all the other meats in a way yeah. and it chops him enough. I like the shot and everything, but I'm like, he's one of your main characters. And yeah, just he should have had a more... All we really see some legs fall to the I mean, at that point, we up until like a couple of minutes previous we think he's already dead yeah um so it's, it's kind of like a surprise motherfucker um but yeah it, i think he would have better bet his character should have had a uh why i say it, like a, a director's cut that restores yeah. all these original oh, scenes would be good the sequence was however paid homage in aliens versus predator requiem via the accidental death of a character named jesse who in the uncut version of the film, because they still couldn't get it past the censors, uh, suffers the exact same fate as Keys as it was originally filmed. Oh, okay. So if you watch the... I didn't... Have I seen any of this Predator Requiem? Oh, I've seen it, I can't remember. Because there's the one where they go into the, the, the pyramids in the Arctic, oh, and there's the one where that, it takes place in a small town in America. That's, that's the one I've seen where it starts and there's like a pizza party and all of a sudden just yeah. carnage. Yeah. And then I've, the other one is the one I prefer, where it's because it's got um, Lars Henriksen in it. Oh, okay. Um, as the head of Wayland Yutani, and they go there, and yeah, they end up there's predator, different predators and aliens all over the place. Um, yeah, I prefer that one. But I'm not sure one of them is a Angelus Predator. Whoever wins, we lose. Um, and the other one I think is Requiem, but I can't remember which way around they are. Yeah, um, yeah. So body count: thirty-eight and one predator. They were doing some eighty, very eighty style shooting. Oh yeah, lots of like non-fatal leg wounds and shit, and blowing up of cars and shooting car doors. Car doors in the eighties were clearly built differently to these days because they could stop a steel jacket in assault rifle bullet. 
dead in its tracks. Cars were just more durable then. The way that fucking, what's his name, Harrigan, drives cars <laughs> and drives over stuff, smashing through <laughs> things. And I'm like, if I tried half of that in my car, I wouldn't get any of that much strength. See, that was the trade-off, you see, because they were, they were, you could do that and they would take that punishment, but if you got shot in the wrong place, they would just burst into flames. Yeah. And then you would just get exploded. Whereas these days, you can't do creative stuff in them, but they don't burst into flames. So yeah, it's the trade-off, I suppose. We've yeah, become yeah. soft, clearly. Yeah, clearly. We're all a bunch of snowflakes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, the old school 20th century Fox opening put a massive smile on my face before the film even started. I like that. Yeah. The proper hand-animated one, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. much of my childhood. So much of... The best parts of my childhood started <laughs> with that real old school 20th century fuck. It's no wonder you've ended up on a podcast that primarily talks about films, is it? Given that basically, from what you've said on this episode and previous ones, your childhood was basically sat in front of knockoff copies of uh, was, 20th century Fox films. I, I played a lot of sport, but then, you know, there was times when we live in the country, it rains everywhere. Well, rain is prolific. So I did spend a lot of time watching films <laughs> as a kid. Um, I, I love the that opening shot. Uh really really it almost tries to recreate the very f- the first few frames of the opening shots of the first film I quite like the misdirection used in the opening scene the yeah. use of jungle sounds over a shot of trees hints at the original before the reveal that the film takes place in the con- concrete jungle that is LA yeah, yeah. it's very it's right from the right from the outset the film kind of goes remember that film you remember liked? that film you liked Hey, we're this is a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. This is all part of it. And it, it, it straight away goes, this, we're, yeah. we're, we're making a sequel to that one. Remember that one? If not, here's a reminder. Yeah, which I love it. I it, think it's, it's great. A lot of um, sequels, especially ones made by a different creative team to the original. <laughs> Forget that. They, yeah, they try to go off and they do a Rian Johnson and they were like, no, no, this is my film now. Oh, I can yeah. tell my story. You know the 17 storylines they set up in the first film? Well, I'm going to absolutely shit on them. <laughs> oh, but I'd negate them all in the first 10 minutes of this film. They do it, they do it to what? a lesser degree because yeah. um, not every... Uh, production company hates not every not everyone making a film hates the fans as much as Rian Johnson oh, clearly yeah. does um, but <laughs> it's just an excuse for to shit on him and these awful films fuck Rian Johnson um, but I like how I like how we're, we're, we're building up a list of fuck insert name here Rian Johnson and Joss Whedon should both be taken out of the back they shot. should go and make a film the three of them with uh, Amber Heard <laughs> I don't think either of them are that bad. Oh, no one else would be allowed to see the film. It would just basically be them just locked in a room with two cameras and a typewriter and they, they have to keep making this film constantly and they're never allowed to stop until they all die. Amber Heard never actually gets sexually assaulted <laughs> by Joss Whedon because every time he's about to do it, Rian Johnson steps in and goes, oh, no, you don't. Oh, no, 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 because that's all part of the backstory. We don't do backstory. And every time, he try, every time he tries to get too fresh, uh, fucking Amber Heard just like cuts his finger off or something. I don't know. I had a point here. I was, I, was, I was going towards something, but I've completely been derailed and it's gone. Uh, growing up, I thought, no, we think, what the fuck is up with their guns? They have all these extra bits built on them that we never see used. Oh my god, when what's her name? Uh, the, the, the the female cop. 
Yeah. When she first appears on screen, it's a fleeting shot she runs across, and she's got this like standard nine mil handgun yeah. with a fucking laser sight bigger than the gun itself. It's like love, just turn the laser on. It's so big it will just like vaporize the Colombians. Like I get like you have the sight on top. But yeah. It's all like hanging off the bottom. Yeah, it's just on. It's like it's, it's like oh. they've gone right. We, this is a sci-fi film. We need to sci-fi up a bit. We're not going to worry about anything else. The rest of the world is going to be exactly the same. But we got sci-fi up there. Got sci-fi. The guns have got. I mean, yeah, because it's set slightly further in the future than it's filmed, I think. Yeah. Like, it's like set in 97. Oh. Say it weird like that. Um, um, that that opening gunfight, yeah. it looks like it was a, a cut scene from a Robocop movie. <laughs> or falling down. Yeah. <laughs> I just I was watching it and I was just expecting it. Any music. And just fucking Alex Murphy in full Robocop mode to come swerving through and just gun down all the Colombians. Just expected. Michael Douglas to just turn up and he's don't like Mexicans bang <laughs> it's weird because it's like instead of you know a very angry uh, uh, like a typical American worker yeah. or a cyborg police officer you just get this Danny angry Glover. sweaty Danny Glover come crashing through in his car and yeah. just this is like some fucking superhero. You've got what this country would call like, the gun police, the specialist gun police, which is basically just all police officers in America. Yeah. They're on scene, they're having a firefight, and there's just one guy just turns up, out of, don't worry, I'm here now. i got this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> talking about Mexicans, though, that's some weapons cache they have in that building, right? Jesus, yeah. One of them's got an M1AA fucking anti-materiel rifle. Yeah. They're still used by special forces today to take out things like hardened buildings and yeah. armoured vehicles. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. This illness is kicking my, 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 my weapons. Uh, no. my, my weapons <laughs> knowledge was too much. Yeah. You just, just bored him. Real names for weapons, and I was like, oh, okay. the big sniper rifle. Yeah, oh, that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big snipe snap gun, go boom boom. They got, um, like, Rocket launcher. Rocket launcher. Fucking yeah, grenade. Mate, he just pulls that grenade launcher. They've got two of them at one point. No wonder they're like just the normal standard police are like gluing stuff on their guns. <laughs> <laughs> to make them, them feel They feel emasculated, yeah. didn't they? Like, oh, fuck, mate. He's got he's twin wielding fucking. Yeah. He's dual wielding grenade launchers. I've got a fucking police constable special. I know. If I glue some shit on it, it'll make me feel better. <laughs> just glue some shit on it and spray paint it silver. Gonna sci fi my gun up myself. And they were scared of shit out of Scared the shit out of Colombians. Um, I don't ever remember the bit where the guy does his Scarface impression. When all the Mexicans run into the building, he gets the coat. He just goes so, and stuffs it. I think that got cut from a lot of the UK TV areas. Again, I obviously grew up watching this on... T- on an ITV VHS. VHS. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's a couple of other bits. Like, the bit at the end when they're actually in on the ship. Mm. My memory... Half of the stuff that actually happens doesn't oh, happen. I rewatched those scenes on the ship a lot as a youngster. Did they actually happen? Yeah. In my mind, he gets to the ship. He sees all the all of the uh, like all of the skeletons, the skulls, and stuff. yeah. And then the ship takes off, and he's running out. No, no, no. They're, they're, oh, I remember those scenes because they were my favourite. I hated the fact that I only had it on VHS yeah. because I wanted to see the details of the of the oh, other predators, okay. and it, it, I mean, it was standard definition television. Yeah then recorded onto a VHS and then being played back a million times on my little fucking 12-inch yeah. portable TV. So, um, American cops carrying an arsenal around in the boot of their car. Kind of hits different these days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's 
it's like growing up, you're like, of course, yeah, they're they're wild. Obviously, they need that to to protect people. I think it's in bad boys too when he opens the boat and he's got all the guns. And I'm like, that's cool. I would do that. I would do that. In yeah. 2021, I'm watching it like they shouldn't have. You you can't trust how, them. What? How? Don't even give them a potato gun. Don't <laughs> trust these motherfuckers not to turn on someone. They, they get cause... a nerf blaster and that's it until yeah. they've proved themselves. Let alone having a Mexican-style weapons cache in their boot. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, when the guy... Uh, how does the table not collapse when matey falls from the top of the building and lands on it? So this is the guy with the two guns. Oh, old Scorpio. Yeah. Scorpius, whatever it's they call It's like him. they cut to the scene and he's just laying on top of this table and you're like, that table won't be They, they built them like, like the cars oh, back okay. in the 80s, you see, so they could like stop a bullet or a falling body. Everything was built to last in the 80s. But if you, you know, cut days later, somebody dropped their fork on that table and yeah. it just exploded. Yeah, there was flames everywhere. It was a massacre, but obviously they didn't cover that because the Predator didn't do it. I just watched it like... There's no blood. He's on this table that would have given away <laughs> the, the weight of him falling. Like, come on, people. I'm buying the Predator. <laughs> I don't buy this. All right? They do that just so that uh, Danny Glover can use the line a little bit later on when he says uh, he's getting lunch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Gary Busey looks like the bastard child of Odo from Deep Space Nine and Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah, and I... That occurred to me. I was like, he looks like Donald Trump. And then there was a full-on shot of his face. I was like, but his features aren't... He looks a bit Play-Doh-y. This Gary Busey we see now is a bit more kind of controlled and a bit more like... Yeah. Like Gary Busey, maybe 10 years after this, he looks like Trump. He looks like he's like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Trump when he had his private meltdown after he, he didn't get... Is, is, is second term like that is what I expect to see is that Gary Busey <laughs> but you know um, how does this hurt mate has come along oh we've seen that one already I've used half my nose already he's been up my arse so far like, hang on he's been up my arse so far I won't sit down for a week is that what it's like after Amy has given you a good bang <laughs> yeah. yeah I have to get one of those uh, hemorrhoid rings to sit down <laughs> on <laughs> um Right, I have I have a, a, a note, a reasonably long note, followed by a longer sub-note. Okay, go. I'm hoping this makes sense when I when I take it back. Um, now, given that we get to see the Predator clear, very clearly towards the climax of the previous film, and this sequel is more than happy to ride on the coattails of that first film and, and really drives home the fact, mm. you know, this is the same film, same film, remember this one? Um, it's not surprising, really, that we get to see the Outcha so early on. And not just like it's active camo yeah. stealth mode, but an actual full-on body shot of it just like, hey, check me out, wearing a body stocking. Um, this does lead me, however, to one of my few, I wouldn't say problem issues. Gripes. With this, yeah, my, one of my few gripes with this film is it feels a bit rushed, like they were worried that the audience would lose interest. Okay. Now... With the original, there was a lot of tension building. There was a lot of creeping through the jungle with the drums and the trees and, oh, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Um, and a lot of audio-visual dynamics as well. So you had lots of quiet scenes where it was the rustling and the whistling, uh, the, the, the whispering as they moved around, um, kind of inter punctuated by brief, explosive action scenes um, before like you, know, you got to the, the end sort of thing. Yeah. This film seems to skip the tension building and just goes full on 
up to 11, balls to the wall action from, right from the very start. Just straight to the money shot. It's just, yeah, it just goes straight in. I think the first film had the advantage of obviously no one knowing what Predator yeah. is or having seen one before. So they kind of went with that whole Jaws kind of horror film technique of hint, 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 and then yeah. reveal at the end. Here. Sorry, my, my phone was just going mad in my right. pocket. Here, they've already kind of shown you what a predator They've like. already blown their load. Sort so of unless they're going to escalate and give you a different predator, like yeah. twice the size or twice as many dreadlocks or just, you know, like a different kind of predator, there's no reason to really hold it no. back. No. It's just, I think it detracts a little bit from the final fight sequence. It detracts a bit from, like, because we see it early on, but, like, Harrigan doesn't see it. Mm. Well, I don't know how they don't see it because like, <laughs> he's, they're constantly looking just as it's escaping. Yeah. Um, but so it works in as much as like the characters don't necessarily know, but we know. We know, yeah. So, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's, I, it, I never really thought. I was just like, I know what the predator looks like already. So I think it's the the the, the production teams approach to this film they didn't want to retell the same story well they did but they didn't but they were like well everyone already knows yeah that one came out a couple of years ago everyone's already seen it We're so this is more like a haven't seen that to come and see yeah this is yes. more like it's it's almost like a series because you have like the the uh, what do they call it like the pilot episode that yeah. was like an hour and a half long and it does that it builds up and it dra- draws you in but then the weekly episodes, they don't have time to do that. No. So they just, they're more action-oriented. And that's what this kind of feels like. It's an, it's an action episode yeah. of a series rather than it being a whole film. I just think it, it detracts from that final fight scene because you've had a whole film full of final fight-style scenes. Every one of them is up to 11 sort of thing. I think if they'd... If the Lost Tribe had done more than just turn up and you know yeah. take his body in. and if they turned up during the fight to back him back mm. the original Predator during the fight and then you escalated to he's not just fighting one this time he's fighting Fight all the Predators <laughs> but even then like I buy Arnie going toe to toe with an alien because of Arnie's size and his bulk and how I kind of grew up thinking about Arnie as like don't worry he is a Superman yeah Danny Glover on the other hand I kind of... Because he doesn't beat him to the ground. He no. gets lucky. Yeah. A lot of the there's, time. There's other, peop- there's other factors that come into play. Other people come into play. He gets lucky a lot of the time. Yeah. And finds himself in a position where he's just like, boom, and gets him. Now, that lock can only take you so far. If they yeah. did escalate it and suddenly he's fighting five or six Predators, it's like, I'm, I'm just about by Arnie. But by that point that. in the film, they've killed off all of, basically all of his allies. Yeah. Apart from Captain Pike, who plays his uh, police chief, yeah. Captain, I saw him and I was like, "Wait, I recognise you." And then he said something. He said, "I think he said Captain or something." And I was like, "Wait a minute, I know you. You're Captain Pike." <laughs> yeah, yeah, the guy, the the guy that turns up, the transfer guy. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Bill Paxton. Yeah. What else has he been in? Game over, man. Game over. Yeah. That's in the room. Oh, he was in Alien. Aliens. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he plays uh, Hudson. Sense. Hudson. All in, makes uh, sense, though, you know. Yeah, that's why I called him Game Over no, Bill Paxton. No, 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 I'm not with it at all. <laughs> I gathered. Apologies, people. Oh, I'm not yawning. I'm just missing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, how on earth does the predator's arrow thing land so high up in the wall when he shoots it horizontally with the gangbanger's head? <laughs> I wondered that. Is it just like... I, yeah. It Surely it would just get lodged in the head and that was it. Unless That's had, what you think. Unless he had more than one. And if so, if he's got more than one, please let me see him shoot one big... Yeah, because he only fires it once, doesn't he? Yeah. And it gets wedged up in the thing. Yeah, good yeah, point. Like he takes out all these different people with different weapons. So, mm. like... One, it gets that. The next one gets the ka-ching, the wolverine. Oh, the big old... Death. The other yeah. one gets the extendable spear. And the net someone guy. Someone else gets shot, and then someone else gets netted. It's like we see all this range of stuff in that one scene yeah. where it comes in. takes everybody out differently. I mean, that's yeah, the that bit that doesn't make up like, yeah. like, no one's questioning where this net that's cutting this guy into shreds up against the wall. No one's questioning that. <laughs> but this thing that suddenly in the ceiling... that get shot down there. They're all so casual about the skinned corpses. There's like a, oh yeah, he skinned them. Anyway, yes, and then they just go about their business. And it's like, guys, I mean, I know you're, you're hardened LA police officers yeah. in basically a war zone at this point, but the, these bodies are literally skinned and yeah. hung from the ceiling. It's the way she's like, oh, this is a voodoo ceremony. Like, guys, oh, I've seen this before. Seen it like, before, boring. You may have. No one else in the room. <laughs> um, um, I just have a note here that says, Jane! Jane. <laughs> He's also. I could see Jane taking on the Predator and winning. That'd be funny. Yeah. I'd like to see that. And also, he's one of the few people in this film who isn't just sweaty and grubby looking as yeah. fuck. Because everyone else needs to go have a damn good wash and clearly put on some fucking shore antiperspirant or something. Because. Talking about that, should I be taking spare shirts to work to put them in a cupboard <laughs> so I can change in the office? We because... used to have. There was. Oh God, this shows how long my company has been in operation for and how it went from being a very small company and has grown. Um, because when we did this big office move around a couple of years ago, um, there was a massive pile of clothes. All right. And basically they were where people had taken in bits of spare outfits or whole spare outfits and just never used them. Yeah. And they were all just hanging around. There was In one of the offices, there was like a full suit half a dozen shirts various ties different shoes and it's like what the fuck were you expecting I mean these were, were from different people but it was a very yeah. small team and most of these you know they had dust on them they'd been there for some time and it's like what were you expecting what were you expecting we work in an office in Cambridgeshire not fucking uh, Metro Central in fucking LA in the 80s yeah, I don't he goes in the office and he's like I am grubby I am dirty I am sweaty I'll just change my shirt. I'll just change my shirt. I'll put it on my sweaty body, which will immediately... So the shirt will immediately suck up all the sweat. And I know I wear my trousers probably lower than the average person around my waist. (laughs) I've got a lot better about that as I've got older, because they used to be halfway down my fucking (laughs) legs at all times. But... Danny Glover wears them so... He looks like fucking Simon Cowell. They're very high-waisted, aren't they? Importantly, we've been wearing a shirt because the fucking trousers can't fly away. In LA, it seems that most police officers talk to create a perimeter around a crime scene to stop <laughs> journalists from invading. Yeah, they all just like to just wander in yeah. at any crime scene they want. There's that fucking gun battle at the beginning. There's armed police everywhere holding, like, fucking <laughs> SAS-style weapons. And then there's just journalists. Just journalists just wandering into yeah. the... I think this is another one of those subtle references because it's one of those things in... in it's a, a staple of the police in 80s, 90s, even noughties uh, media that they hate the journalists. Yeah. 
And they, this, this film, kind of not too subtly, is just like, look at these fucking stupid journalists. They're just out there getting in the way. No respect for public safety. How stupid are they? They're just there, like, trying to interview the bullets. Yeah. It's, it's quite it's, on the nose. It's the guy that's like... Oh, it was Pope, his name is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Who, I'm, I'm looking at him, and I'm, I'm like, do you know who you remind me of? <laughs> Anti-vaxxers, conspiracy theorists, just all of the fucking idiots. If he was still around uh, making videos, uh, what's the, uh, GB, GB News. <laughs> GB News would be giving him a job right after fucking Andrew yeah. Watts' his chops. He's the kind of person you expect on, like, fucking Facebook telling the world how it is, and just making it up as he goes on. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Is Keys wearing an Illuminati tie? There's one shot, and he's wearing. It's got tie. the weird little. It's got a triangle with what looks like an eye in the middle. That's the the, the OWLF logo ah, so on his tie. Looks like, but it's, it does look very Illuminati. Okay. Um, Do you mind? She's my sister. Hey, you're not my sister. I've seen some videos where the gap conversation is reversed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not my sister. Oh, hey, you're my sister. <laughs> I've seen something like, oh, I shouldn't be banging you. Uh, you're my sister. I'm your stepsister. Hey, stepbrother. Oh, hey, stepsister. Yeah. Guess mum and dad are out. What are we going to do now? The cable's out. Let's fuck. Cable's out. <laughs> I'm just, they always have ridiculous premises. The TV's like, not working, so there's only one thing to do, right? Fuck. Oh, my Netflix account's... Uh, I, I, I forgot how to Netflix. Let me bone my stepsister. I mean, there's no such thing as terrestrial TV, books, comics, the internet, masturbation. Um, <laughs> there's only one thing left for us to <laughs> there's do. There's only one thing left to do. Fuck. You have to fuck your step siblings. And how comes every time, like, you know, the Netflix or the TV breaks, <laughs> you're wearing fucking no clothes whatsoever? <laughs> Basically, a bikini in the house. Like, what's going on? You're here? wearing a bikini and he's not wearing underwear, he's just wearing sweatpants. With the dick accentuating sweatpants. Do you think you can get them for, like, guys? Because, you know, like, women get padded bras and you can now get uh, padded trousers which accentuate their ass and stuff. You can get them that just, like, have this just, just gel padding just halfway down your thigh to make it look like your dick is huge. But what would you do? Just go and sit on public benches and just be like that? Yeah, basically. Just wait for women to walk past them. Look, if my dick was a foot long, that's what I'd do. I'd just wear lycra. My just dick, all the time. My dick was a foot long, I just wore my trousers. <laughs> just shorts with just bobbing on your knee as you yeah, walk. I just let just let the tip hang out and just the tip between my knees. <laughs> you know, I just wear a skirt. <laughs> I just let it swing like a pendulum. I suppose yeah, anyone gives you any shit, you just lift the skirt up and slap them in the yeah, face I'm with your knob. Mate, I'm more of a man here. Look at that shit. Um, <laughs> King King Willie's men are smoking the most ridiculous-looking plants. They're like baseball bats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, as soon as he they're in the in the thing. In the, uh, I want to call it a limo. It's not a limo. It's, it's not. It's some kind of away. yeah, custom caddy. And you see his joint. All I could think of was Spliffy. <laughs> the old Spliffy clothes, where it was like. Oh, you know the they were wearing Spliffy the, the jeans. Giant triangle. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you've jumped ahead of my notes again. Um, I've got one more. I'm not sure I'd trust my henchmen if they're all so high at all times. <laughs> I've got out of the two. The Jamaicans seem like the more fun to, to oh, hang out with. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. we see the police interacting with the Colombians and it's yeah. all gunfights and explosions and violence. Oh, oh yeah, Colombians, not Mexicans. No, apologies. <laughs> apologies, uh, you're all South the same America. to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you all look the same to him. Um, we see them, all right, rarely interact with the Jamaicans and it's all, 
you want some ganja yeah. <laughs> and hot boxing in cars yeah. so it's like yeah i'd definitely rather hang out with the jamaicans yeah, like you've got less weapons but you know voodoo's quite interesting you're always just fucked up i want to join your gang. i want to hang out with your gang all right that gang has got the worst name what is it the jamaican voodoo posse yeah jamaican voodoo posse sounds like a 90s rap collective <laughs> If, oh, mate, I wish I was 20, I could start a new band and call it the Jamaican Voodoo Party. That's going to be our next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> It'll have nothing to do with Jamaica, Voodoo, or Posses. It'll just be on a book review podcast or something. But we'll just call it that for the shits and giggles. King Willie seems about as in touch with the modern world as the people that executed witches because they were scared of women's power. <laughs> it's just like, there he is from the other side. It's a demon, isn't it? It's He's devil. a demon. Um... Uh, that is the weirdest ceiling. Oh, in the Colombian's apartment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's just like random pipes and scaffolding bars. Have you ever seen more ridiculous pretend <laughs> sex than that? Oh, she's literally just screaming yeah. and flapping about. Well, it's like she's never, ever, ever had sex before. It's like, it's, it's not even porno acting. Because yeah. if you saw that in a porno, you'd be like, I can't factor. This is yeah. bullshit. Yeah, it's so over the top, it becomes ridiculous. I suppose that's the theme. That's the idea. Yeah, Because it's so over the top, they can get away with it. And it, yeah, it doesn't affect their rating, does it? Um, it's comical. You can't beat the 80s slash 90s portrayal of a police of police detectives. Because if Hollywood is to be believed, they are all rogues who walk the thin line between the right and the wrong side of the law in pursuit of justice, and they all have hearts of gold and cars full of guns. And they're all giant fucking hypocrites, because... <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, but right at the beginning of the film, Harrigan defies everyone, <laughs> drives a car into the middle of a gun battle, kind of, then goes to chase the Colombians. After being told not to. Yeah, and then she's just like, he can kiss my ass. Goes running into the building, then has an argument with his fucking superior in the middle of the street, whilst the journalists are watching. Obviously. So you know that's going to be on the news. And about five minutes later, he gets his new guy on his team, and he's like, we've got to work as a got team. We've got to work as a team. We've got to obey the rules, otherwise someone could get out. And it's like, motherfucker, did I not just see you? Actually, you hey, did. Motherfucker, you thought you turned, you turned so hard, I got whiplash. Yeah, and then you don't set a good example for him, because <laughs> then after that, you're just on a one-man vengeance movie. Yeah. <laughs> film to catch whoever it is that took out your partner. Where you actively assault a federal agent in the middle of the police station. <laughs> And then when your new guy says, you know, we've got to stick together and the door swings both ways, you just glare at him. <laughs> like, motherfucker, you shouldn't have listened to him. Do as, do as I say, yeah. not as I do. Um, um, Mr. Policeman. Yeah. That line stuck with me from the first time I watched this film on my ITV, I think it was me, oh, on my yeah. ITV VHS copy. Yeah. And whenever I think of Predator 2, that is the, the first line that comes to mind. Whenever I think of Predator 2, it's just the doors of the car open and the smoke going <laughs> well, it's I think it's because of his accent, because yeah. King Willie's accent sounds like, I put some thought into this, sounds like Captain Barbosa doing a Jamaican impression via Texas. Okay, but you would not have known Captain Barbosa was when you... Uh, back then, that. no. But he does, he's got that West Country pirate drawl but then it's some bits are really he, heavy um, Jamaican. He's probably born in Texas to Jamaican parents, and he's just like, yeah, um, I can't even do it. He's from the other other side. Ah, yee-haw. Mon. <laughs> Beer gun. Right. If you saw the Predator in a tube station, would you chase it? Oh, fuck no. no. <laughs> um, what is it? 
it's stopping the train in the tunnel seems like a really, really bad idea. Yeah. Also, do they do that in America? Because I know with the London Underground, even if you pull the alarm, it stops at the next station. station. But that's probably because I was thinking about this when I wrote this note. You see their metro tunnels there. And it's like a fucking car park or a fucking oh, yeah. shopping centre or something. If you did that in, in one of ours, you, you see it when you're on the tube. Yeah, the wall is about six yeah. inches away from the fucking the, the carriage. So you're like, yeah, we're going to stop here. You can't get out because you physically can't get out the yeah. door. But, you know, we'll stop. And it's about 8,000 degrees in those tunnels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Harrigan is doing a far better job of tracking the Predator than Keys. Why don't just Keys just hire him? It's like, when, when uh, I mean, my note on that is nice of Keith to spill the beans on the Predator to the annoying police officer just before he goes and gets killed. Yeah. But if he'd just roped in Harrigan from the start and basically spilled the beans at the beginning, yeah. as you just said, Harrigan tracks the fucking Predator by eye and follows him in his car. Multiple times. Yeah. Well. And it's like, well, if he can do that, he should be working for you, yeah. Keys, because then you'd have caught the fucking Predator to begin Promote with. him. Stop abusing him because then you know he's black. Promote him. No, that's not the case. I was just trying I don't to know, man. Look at Key's team. I know. All oh, whiter than white. They all look like fucking Jane. Oh. And they're all wet. I love it when they first appear. The hidden racism in front of that <laughs> I love it when they first appear. Um, and they all turn up at their building after the shootout. Oh, yeah. And they all get out wearing the fucking the chinos, the little Harrington jackets, and the uh, matching glasses. And I'm just like. That is a beautiful, beautiful shot. <laughs> um, this is, must be from when they're about to go into the meat locker. Oh, yeah. Why is Keys dressed like a glam locker? <laughs> All he needs are Jonas boots from 40-year-old virgin. <laughs> he could join Slade or T-Rex. I used to have one of those, uh, a jump suit like that. Doesn't I bought one, but I was too tall for it. Doesn't it used to give me a camel toe because the, the middle seam was just like... <laughs> Every time I stood up, so I couldn't wear it out. All right, just for the listeners, why did you buy it? Was it part of a cosplay or was it just... No, I just... Noel Fielding had one. Oh, okay. And I was like, I could rock that, but I was trying to get one in my size and it just didn't work. Where did you think you were going to rock it? I have no idea. I think at the time... Square. Amy and I had only recently been together. Uh, hadn't been together very long, so I was riding high on that whole sort of, oh. yeah, I'm getting laid regularly. Oh, um, got a girlfriend. Thing. I'm banging a uni chick. Yeah, check me out. Um, I can do anything I want. I can do anything I want. I did do a lot of questionable things during that time period. Um, yeah, I remember. <laughs> and yeah, I bought one, and I was like, yeah! It probably would have been what I'd worn for like New Year's Eve or something yeah. one year. Did a question, questionable person around that time period. Yeah, I did, I did a few questionable people around that time period. Uh, when you remove a predator's helmet, the best thing to do is shoot it in the face, not remark on its appearance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's there, he's over the top of him. You can see his lip quivering. He's got his gun on his hand. It's just, just one simple... Just book. blam. But no, you have to abuse it and give it a chance to strangle you. Um, I love the little... This is a really little detail. When they're in the, uh, the slaughterhouse... A uh, little bit uh, aside on that, trivia aside, the cast and crew had to wear respirators when they were filming that because all the stuff that's in the air was actually in the air. Oh, okay. And basically, if you tried to do it without a respirator on, you would choke and die. Oh. So they had to wear respirators and goggles uh, filming that scene. Oh, fascinating. Um, but I know that sounded sarcastic. That did sound Not very sarcastic. sarcastic. <laughs> that was brief. Um, sorry. I love the little, there's little swishing noises. Every time one of the UV light beams yeah. passes the camera, you get this little... Yeah. Shoom. 
and it's, it's totally unrealistic. I've got a note that I eventually scribbled out. <laughs> but there's a scene when they're in the meat locker or the storehouse, whatever you want to call it. And you first cut to the Predator. Mm. Predator can't see them yeah. at all. But all the other lights that are hanging on the ceiling are all giving off heat. Yeah. So we can see them. But the guys with the giant lamps on their fucking shoulders <laughs> looking up the stairs underneath them, you can't see They're them. They're all invisible. And I'm, so I'm scribbling. And then literally 30 seconds later, it cuts back to the Predator and suddenly he sees all these lights and you're yeah. like, oh, I see. Uh, no, I'll put a line through that. Uh, they do say really clever with the uh, the UV scenes. Yeah. Because when they first power them on, it's all that very um, unpleasant purple colour. Yeah. And then over the course of like the next 30 seconds to a minute, they change the colour uh, balance. Yeah. So that it goes, first it goes blue, and then it's basically just grey with a blue hint. Yeah. And it's, it was really nice because you don't sort of notice it. It gives you, it gives you the, the, the effect that you want, but it doesn't make everything that glaring, horrible purple colour that would give everyone a migraine after watching it for two minutes. Yeah. Which I thought was, was a really quite clever thing to do. Yeah. I think, I think it was probably because they were filming the whole, they were actually banks of UV lights yeah. they were using for that scene. Um, I'm glad Harrigan knew that that building had a ledge before he bundled a predator over the side of it. <laughs> <coughs> Just saying. Just saying it was awfully convenient. Yeah. Um, what are Keyes' men in his little command centre doing whilst Keyes and his team are getting murdered by the, the, the pred and Harrington, Har- Harrigan is getting all kitted up? Because they all just basically sit there they and watch. watch. They, watch. No, they don't even try to help. They're just like, oh. Oh, oh no. no. And then he goes out and spends it's like five minutes. going wrong. He keeps all his guns and his body, his bullet vest and everything yeah. on. And they're all just yeah, like, they're just oh, still watching. No. Well, you know, they've got the special glam suits <laughs> and the special freeze gun. So if they can't do it, if the glam rock operatives can't handle it. it. We're just wearing shirts and our Harrington jumpers. <laughs> you know what? You know what it is, didn't you? Fucking Jane was looking for a promotion and yeah. it's like, well, if uh, if old fucking... <laughs> if Donald Trump gets bumped yeah. off by this predator... I'll be next. I'm next in yeah. line, mate. I have, to, I have to say, I really love the scene where it's shortly after they come off the side of the building and they have their little ledge incident where he cuts <laughs> his hand off and the predator ends up doing that Terminator scene in the, bed, in the bathroom. Where yeah, yeah. Thing, repairing himself. I love the fact that it then cuts to the person that lives in the old <laughs> the little old lady. We've just like, wake up, wake up, there's someone in the toilet. It's just that cup of like, like one minute of levity right in the middle of that yeah. first fight scene where he takes out uh, uh, Keys and his team mm. before then they go down into the ship and they have that. That little like one minute scene of like, yeah. levity and jokes breaks it up and gives you that moment to be like <gasps> and now I'm ready to go again and, and her line when he comes flying through the window and he's like don't worry I'm a cop and she's like I don't think oh, he gives a, a shit yeah <laughs> I liked it and the um, answer to the question the answer to the Jeopardy question which oh, is being yeah. asked in the background is Richard the First I can't figure out why if they're both asleep in their bedroom the TV's on in the other room but, you know. <laughs> old people walking the same was it Richard the First Richard the First was the answer yeah Okay, so his, his, his wife was Queen of England for eight years and never once and never once moved to England. Yeah, <laughs> um, the old days. Yeah, the, the xenomorph skeleton on the Predator ship is a nice touch. Now, 
I was really hoping you'd have a trivia to be like the set designers were big fans of Alien or someone. I do have an. I didn't include it in my oh, okay. my trivia, but um, the that oh, was a Stan deliberate Win- inclusion. Stan Winston did both films. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, the it's a xenomorph warrior skull, and it was a, apparently included by the set designers as a deliberate nod to the Aliens versus Predator universe because obviously that was that was, was that already, already in the works was it already did, did that already exist the comic the comic book, book and and novels already existed oh, um, okay. and that was a nod to that because the studio were already considering making that into films i was gonna say in my mind that was like stan winston or someone was just like oh, i really love that alien. <laughs> we could put one of them in here it'll be like a little there. nod to other sci-fi fans and then that's where this whole alien predator thing started the other the other skulls apparently they just let the creative team just go wild and do what they wanted oh, okay. um, but that one was deliberately in, in, included in there which i thought was nice oh. and that shot of the um the trophy skull collection one of my favourite shots in the in the oh, movie. Right. It's one of those things that, when I was watching it when I was younger, being a big fan of Aliens and that, and seeing the the crossover, yeah. and that was one of those ones that got frequently paused so I could investigate it. But again, on my little not like that. That's why I had things like Desperado. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on which side I was on that day, it would depend on which scene you got stopped on. <laughs> Good old Antonio. Good old smouldery Antonio. I caught one last night. Um, even as a kid, I wondered why the interior of the Predator ship seemed more like the inside of a pyramid than a starship. Why was there so much smoke, smoke. and fog? My, I didn't write this down, but the one thought that ran through my head as he's walking about a ship is like, this is like impractical ship design yeah. 101. I mean, like, I must have probably, what, 1990, so I got two years for it to get to TV, so I'm probably 11, 12. Mm. By the time like my parents sit down to watch this film, you know, good parenting. Good parenting. It was eighties parenting. It didn't count. Or nineties parenting. Oh yeah, because still hit kids when I was. When, when I were in the bar. Yeah, you still, yeah, we're whack. When you fucked if up. You was, if you was a sassy little bastard, you got yeah. slapped round here. Um, yeah, there's no such thing as social services, and then um, <laughs> there was, but they would have given you a slap and told yeah. you to stop telling tales. Yeah. Stop <laughs> snitching. <laughs> Bitches get <Yeah>. snitches. <laughs> yeah. You little shit. Um, Wait till I tell your parents about this. But it was all kind of like Star Wars, Star Trek. I must have been familiar with Star Trek. Mm. I was young, I probably wasn't a fan, but I was familiar with it. But there was always this kind of white, kind of logical... Utilitarian yeah, sort of, yeah. Kind of idea of starships. And then I remember even as a kid, they went into this one, and I'm like, I get the trophy cabinet, but... I don't get the rest of it. It's just big, wide-open spaces with carvings in the side, which don't make really any sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> there doesn't seem to be a single chair on the <laughs> ship. Like, there's no cockpit. Like, I mean... I'm assuming are, are the rest of it. we hangar bay? We see, we'll, we'll, that's the thing. You I see s- the outside of the ship, and it's quite huge. We only get to see sort of that corridor and that central... Yeah. I don't know, like a meeting adult, room or I'm something. I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, oh, we're just in the hangar bay. Yeah, we only I get mean, to see part of it. I don't still don't understand why there's so much smoke. It's, <laughs> it's like it was the, in a heat wave. Uh, maybe the freezer was busted. I know what happened, right? 
it was really easy to build a set around the sides. <laughs> but we never see a we don't see a roof, do we? Don't see a roof, we don't no. see a roof and we don't see the floor. Now they can cut the roof out by having the <laughs> they camera. Just frame the shot down. lower. The floor on the other hand, they just got smoke machines. Smoke machines. Yeah. Just loads of fucking smoke machines. So they can't bother fact it was an actual set. It was just a, yeah, just a sound stage. I still don't I'm still Right, obviously there's a bit at the end where he's like, oh, no, you don't escape. He's like, don't worry, I think you'll get another chance. Yeah. Setting up Predator 3 that never came. But I can't, I still can't get my head around. It's like this super secret organisation are tracking the Predators. But no, I didn't see, no normal person knows that there's a giant fucking ship <laughs> on the ground. And no one spots it escaping. Escaping, yeah. yeah. Um... Danny Glover does angry muttering very well. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he spends I, most of fucking Lethal Weapon doing that. I liked, I, um, I didn't write it down, but I do like the fact that when he goes off the Predator and he has to go down with them, <laughs> he's actually seems scared. Yeah. And he's muttering to himself, like, this will be okay, this will be okay, this will be okay. And I really like that. It's a nice touch because it adds a level of realism to a very unrealistic film, yeah. obviously. But... Because in most films, it's just like, oh, fuck's sake. And they just go down. And they just do it. And it's just like, okay, so that didn't, you're not, not, not at all bothered by that? No. Yeah. But him muttering and like reassuring himself, I thought it was really It plays close. into the, the, the everyman sort yeah, of like average Joe. Subtle, but yeah. nice choice. Uh, I've about, said about the trophy skull. The irony of Keyes and his team hunting the Yautjout for their advanced weapons tech but the only thing they leave the humans with is an antique piece of human weapon tech is not lost on me. No. I, I like I like that. Also, I saw a lot in the notes when I was researching this. Um, I tried to make it out on screen, but I couldn't. Apparently, the Elder Predator, the one that gives him the, the pistol, on his right arm is wearing a, a, an Airborne, a US 1st Airborne Division patch. Oh, I didn't see that. I can see there's some, some fabric around his arm, and yeah. apparently it's got that patch, and there's a couple of other little bits and pieces that reference the fact that that predator has been hunting humans in various different conflicts. And obviously Keyes says it as well, you know, yeah. he lists all the different places they've allegedly popped up. Um, but I quite, I, I like that because <laughs> it's sort of like, yeah, yeah, they've been popping back to hunt us yeah. for fucking ages. Here you go, have this pistol. It's like, yeah, that's great. I mean, it's probably worth a fortune to be fair. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, we want your advanced tech and you give us a flintlock. Awesome. Well, actually, I think that's a, it's not a flintlock, it's a wheel of lock or something. Um, I don't know guns. I, I, I don't know I don't most know guns. I know about those sorts of guns because pirates use them. <laughs> it's the replica on the shelf behind me. Um, I'm a pirate. I'm a pirate, Mum. When Harriton talks to Jane at the end, albeit very briefly, he seems very, very relaxed at the prospect of the Yautja coming back. He's like, oh, don't worry, I think you'll get another shot. And it's like, so basically, you know these are going to come back. These aliens that have killed dozens of people in your city, nearly killed you, killed your friend, put the other one in a coma. That he knows he killed one of them yeah. with his own bare hands, and they respected the fact that he killed one. Maybe they're going to come back and hunt him. Yeah, well, they do what I know. He knows now, no matter what happens... He can kill. I them. think at that point he's he's basically in the same. He's, just so over he's, he's in the same head the, the same headspace that I was after the stream uh, yesterday yeah. yesterday lunchtime where I just I don't care. Yeah. Don't care anymore. <laughs> I do think he's just like I've, I've killed one of them. I know they can die. So it's, it's fine. If it bleeds, we can kill it. If anyone hasn't seen Predator the Musical on YouTube, yeah. go and look it up because it's amazing. 
and it has that really catchy song in it. <laughs> um, is that your note? That's that's the, that was my last note. Do you have a score? I I can't remember what I gave the original Predator. I know I gave it a seven, which I screwed myself over. Yeah, I've been moaning about it. <laughs> yeah, it's annoying because I prefer the original Predator to this one. So giving this a seven would be inappropriate but I don't feel like it deserves 6.5 I am going to give it an 8 I did just write 8.5 in my book before I came out <laughs> here but it's going to be an 8 because I want to give product a 1 and 8.5 when we finally recover <laughs> to sort my scale up so this one's going to get an 8 because I think it is it is nearly just as good as the original but the only thing that really in, in a non-racist way the only thing that puts the other one over the top is the fact that Arnie's in it, for me. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'll give it a seven because I can't give it more than the original. Oh, I'm just, yeah. You're I, just, I you're just throwing caution to the wind. Yeah, because I know at some point I'm going to you know, save myself back. Okay, so that gives it... Doing scores at 15. 15. It's not bad. That's not bad for a, a balls-to-the-wall sequel to... An iconic. I think it's safe to say that the Predator is an I iconic film. I can't say it enough, though. Cutting edge uh, yeah, filing system here. I can't <laughs> say enough, though, that the way that the writers handled it. I mean, it's shocking that you told me that they also did Wild Wild West. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But yeah, but we know Wild Wild West was one of those ones that was handed back yeah. and forth and and comedy by committee. But the restraint and the care in which this film was written mm. to not go too far to kind of nod at the original but but not shit all over it by like yeah. we're so much better now look at this bigger and better not trying to film. upscale or anything no it's just like no this is just a continuation we've given them a couple of extra weapons and I think it really benefits this film all round. It's a shame we didn't get Predator 3 because I would like to have seen what they'd have done with it. I would have loved to have seen Predator 3, especially mm. if they brought... See how they followed up with back. it. Yeah, if they could bring Arnie back. You know, Arnie, fucking uh, Dutch Arnie, and, and yeah. Harrigan teaming up to, yeah. to track them down. Buddy comedy. Buddy comedy! <laughs> Schwarzenegger, Glover, you Predator Predator. You liked Lethal Weapon. Now... The buddy cop movie to, to end all buddy cop movies. Lethal Predator Weapon 3. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, there's no Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah, the one without Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> Find what you love, believe in it, positive things will happen. You will want ugly motherfucker. <laughs>